Hey there, my name is Andy, the founder of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Before you listen to the latest episode of your favorite network podcast, I wanted to let you know about a contest we're running for the month of August. Questionable Endeavor is giving away a $25 gift card to Amazon to one lucky fan. To enter our contest, you need to head over to questendnetwork.com slash discord. There you'll find a link to sign up for our Discord channel, which is a free chat program accessible through the web or via a free smartphone app. If you're new to Discord, all you have to do is create an account and join in with the hosts of our podcast and our fans. Once you're there, head over to the hashtag contest channel on the left-hand side, and pinned at the top of the post is a link to a Google form. Click the form and fill out three simple fields for your name, your Discord name, and click the boxes for all your favorite Questionable Endeavor shows. Once you hit submit, you're eligible for the $25 Amazon gift card drawing. The contest will run through August of this year, and the winner will be randomly drawn from all entrants on September 1st. Also, the podcast with the most votes will be crowned the winner of the 2017 Fan Favorite Award. Well, there's no physical reward. It's more of a bragging rights thing. Have your voice heard and maybe win a bit of extra spending cash. Good luck. And while you're there on Discord, say hello, strike up a conversation, and maybe make a new friend or two. And now, your regularly scheduled programming. This week's episode of The Rundown is brought to you by Stroman Hardwood Restoration. Did a beast scuff up your picnic table? Did some big dog ruin your hardwood floors? Call Stroman Hardwood Restoration. And remember, at Stroman, we've got a finish for you! That would be an hour. I've never let you get through one of these of things. I'm certainly not going to fucking start tonight. So, theme song! Of course not. Uh, that would be an hour-long dick joke. It's episode 306 of The Rundown. My name is Adam. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, August 9th, 2017. <laughs> and joining me this week, one last time, Jason's here. You're going to be begging to come back when you see how awesome this show turns into. <laughs> so... I wouldn't say one last time. Troy is here. That's the fucking... The dude's back from... Because I knew he had a thing. I knew he had a thing. Hi. Troy, on behalf (laughs) of the new leadership of the rundown... I would like to apologize to you for that just completely lackluster (laughs) intro. Should I just go now? Should I just go now? Maybe. Might be for the better. You you two could just blow each other for an hour and a half and call the podcast. We're going to do that anyways. We have an artist. (laughs) (laughs) You're just delaying the inevitable. Apparently so. Uh Yes, I'm back from my hiatus. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Going on the side, Depo. <laughs> something, something, chat room, something, pants off, something. 
<clears throat> Listen, you don't get to fucking tell me what to do anymore. You officially handed the show off to us now, so you you don't get to make demands or orders around then here. Then why did I do the starting bit? <laughs> I don't know, because you can't fucking help trying to put yourself over. <laughs> uh, this is off the rails before we even had the conductor hit the hop on board. <clears throat> yeah, you had to know that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for those of you joining us live on YouTube, and you really should be, because this is going to be a fun one, uh, you can slide over to the right-hand side of your screen. You'll see a box. It says live chat. It is where... Troy is currently hanging out. He's doing double duty, uh, and he's doing double duty with my wife, and we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> oh, is that who is I'm talking to, or is that who I'm yes. banging? <laughs> yeah, well, this is typically where I tell you to take your pants off, but I'm going to encourage Troy to keep his on tonight because he's dealing with my wife mm, in there. Can't. I already have him off. <laughs> Never put him on. But you can uh, slide into the conversation. It's as good as a DM, and join the show. We'll read your comments live and perhaps even comment on them. <laughs> That's it. That's my whole pitch. There you go. Somebody say something. And in honor of Adam. Meat on the table. Yeah, that's what you are. Page got taken away in a police car. <laughs> Speaking of the Ryback, uh, he's <laughs> going to be. That's never a good segue. <laughs> he's going to be going one on one with our buddy from uh, the wrestling podcast about nothing, the Kingpin Brian Malonis, in a couple of weeks. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say Mike Crockett. No, no, but you know, you know how Crockett is. He'll probably find his way onto the show because it's a big deal. <laughs> it's too bad. We it's too bad this uh, we didn't have a sponsor for the show. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> you know, you know, you're gonna you're gonna look like an asshole when the episode comes out. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just edit that out. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> so. So for those of you who haven't kept up with the rundown on Facebook, allow us to fill you in on why this chaos and frivolity has ensued already this early in the show. Uh, This past week, the host, the founder, the godfather of the rundown himself, Adam, made an announcement. And uh, the big news is that Troy is back and we're going to take over the show. Woo! Basically. That's that's all you really need to know if you don't follow on Facebook. <laughs> but if you're in charge, you might just fucking go for it, man. What do you what do you want to talk about? No, you're not getting off the hook. You still got one left. You get a host host. Make up your goddamn mind, would you? No, no, no. You get to host. You don't get to have any authority or say over what we do. This is like a Mick Foley retirement for him, though. He'll be back in like a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I'm, I fully expect it. He's going full Terry Funk on us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh-oh. Well, that's not good. I'm not booked, Terry. <laughs> I don't even have a trampoline. <laughs> that guy died recently. Oh, that's true, isn't it? I have no yeah. idea who we're talking about. <laughs> His name is Dennis Stamp. You need yes. to watch Beyond the Mat. It's free on YouTube. Is that a thing? There you go. Yeah. Behind you never saw Beyond the Mat. No, really? Oh no. wow! Yeah, no, it's free on YouTube. Go watch it. I guess I'll go watch it then. So where should we begin? Not yeah. now because it would make the show really weird. But mm-hmm. uh, we yeah, begin see, with and uh, <laughs> we should probably begin <laughs> with Troy uh, reading the chat room. <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. 
Uh, we could probably begin with meat on the table. Yeah, that's what you are. Bella got fucked up by an acoustic guitar. <laughs> okay, you're right. about three weeks late for that <laughs> one, pal. <laughs> It's a, I, it, I, I had it written a while ago. <laughs> so, so what do we think of the uh, the the Miz TV segment on Raw with uh, Brock Lesnar and the Miz Taraj standing in for the participants in the Fatal Four Way? I like the fact that the Miz and Curtis Axel are dressed really nice, and Bo Dallas is dressed like his mother dressed him. At least he's not dressed like Lieutenant Dan anymore. <laughs> yes, he is. He is coming up. He is improving. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, like, I like the Mistourage. Um I think that they're really interesting. I, I it sucks that they're just kind of getting fed to different storylines at this point and don't really have their own storyline. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see because there's there's three of them and there's there's three guys that everyone wants to fucking reunite, even though they've been broken up longer than they ever existed. So you know, maybe that'll happen eventually, <laughs> just for them to lose. But you but, know, here's he, the thing with that is that uh, I. You gotta give the Miz credit because he's already made these guys way more interesting. You look at Damian Sandow before the Miz and after the Miz, and he wasn't nearly as interesting. So the Miz's personality is capable of taking these guys from almost virtual obscurity in terms of how they're being used and making the crowd actually care about them. So that, sure. that speaks volumes to to his star power. Yeah. <clears throat> As for this particular segment, I thought it was kind of cool. I didn't expect, obviously, we didn't know Lesnar was showing up. He wasn't advertised. He wasn't, there was no kind of, and I was like when I can be a little bit surprised. Um, so I appreciated that. I thought Heyman was great, but shocker, Heyman's always great on the microphone. <laughs> um, overall, I didn't have a problem with it. I My only thing was they started, they sort of started to build the Jason Jordan Miz thing again and then just kind of dropped it the rest of the show. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they haven't announced that match for SummerSlam. There's been things going around that it'll actually happen the night after <laughs> SummerSlam for some reason. Yeah. Because why have a title match on a pay-per-view? Um, but it, it did. this whole segment did get us the debut of Jean-Pierre Goulet. So credit, credit to Brock Lesnar for that. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my only issue with it again is, um, you know, having, having Brock take out three guys, um, three guys who... One of which is a former <coughs> world champion. Um, you know, the other two are are what what they are. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know there's no there's nothing kind of as a pushback to Brock right now, other than four guys, the three guys he's play, he's facing. So uh, it would be nice to see at least maybe Miz get a little offense on him before getting just f five out of his shoes again. But eh, what are you gonna do? I, I just I also don't like the fact that they're despite being on the same show we're now looking at two weeks in a row where Brock's had zero interaction with the guys he's going to actually be wrestling at the pay per view. Yeah, right. Very true. Like that's not very good storytelling. Mm, no, mm. no. And we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, that was another thing too. It's just like, oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story. So first of all, Paul Heyman cracking up over the fact over the whole role playing line was was golden. Uh, <laughs> and then for for him to just be like, oh, you're gonna stand in for this guy. You're gonna stand in for this. You're gonna, it's like, well, they're right in the back, dude. Like you don't need stand ins for him. Just <laughs> just call those guys out here. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Eh. Well, Samoa Joe wasn't there. He was hiding in the crowd. Oh yes. All right. Well, you could have at least brought uh, the bog in dog his out. gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in his gear. 
I thought the I thought the last man standing match was pretty good though. For what it was. Why do I even make a, th- a list? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed the match and uh, a couple of the spots in there were particularly great, including um, Strowman heaving a fucking chair like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, off the head of Reigns. I I uh, may have watched that about six times in a row. Well, what you probably didn't watch though is that that was pretty much a direct ripoff of something that occurred in the G one <laughs> earlier. Uh, earlier this uh, couple is it this week or the week before I don't know some recently uh, one of the matches they did the exact same spot and the guy sold it like he was dead so I'm not too worried about that kind of stuff people steal for you know people borrow from other other people it's not a big the big deal and you know the number of people that watched that and this you know are right. in, in the Venn diagram of things aren't really that big of a deal so yeah. Um, but yeah, I it's thought Seth, that Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins got away with stealing Kenny Omega's finishing move. So. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> just trying to get Troy yeah. going already on his first night yeah. back. Uh, can you believe they gave that away on free oh, TV? Oh, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> you you want you want to you want to turn this into a one man show? That's how you're going to turn it into a one man show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a good match. Uh, having having Joe interfere, uh, or then having Braun pick up the win, uh, you know, makes Braun look strong because Joe was able to take out both of them, but only Braun was able to get back up. Um, and any time that Roman loses, it, at least it, it starts to build that that he's not as unbeatable as he was before, which can build a little simpy for him. So. But yeah, I you know I, the way they did it, that spear uh, Braun took was pretty nasty too. I like that spot. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought everything was done really well. Joe came out of nowhere to the point where you were actually surprised, even though you kind of figured he was coming at some point. Um, but yeah, I thought the whole thing was put together really well. Yeah, I love the hiding in the crowd thing because it's because it, it, again, I like when they do something that you don't expect, and I don't think anybody expected Joe to come from the crowd at that moment. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think one of the bigger stories to come out of this week's Monday Night Raw is that it's boss time. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I, I hate Michael Cole. I want him to be gone. Uh, <laughs> you know, you you often forget that he's been with the company for like 25 years at this point and has, <laughs> and has never gotten any better than he is when he first showed up <sighs> with his bleach blonde tips. No, I'm just I'm used just, to have a used to have a really fucking bad goatee. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kidding. He did get better, but he's he's getting he's to that point now where. You know, he is he is the Vince puppet, you know, where, you know, yeah, it's, it's just I, Vince being the ventriloquist dummy saying things of it. It's boss time. Yeah. And so. that's where I'm going to take a little bit of a, a, a different position on you on that one, because if you go back and watch like the UK tournament, when Vince wasn't in his ear and Triple H was running the show, I thought it was some of Michael Cole's best work. And same thing. Yeah, with, like, no, I agree. When they did the Beast in the East special. So when, when Vince isn't in his ear and Michael Cole's allowed to just kind of be Michael Cole and do his thing, I think he's much, much better. I feel like we've heard this exact same thing about somebody else. I can't figure out who it was. Uh, yeah, this is... Well, we Mor- if you're talking about Moro, <laughs> he's still dropping the pop culture references on NXT. So. Yes, he is. Yes, he definitely what is. What party? Black Party. Oh, oh hashtag Twitter trolling light. Oh, Black Party. Black have, you the, uh, <laughs> have you gotten the rundown page blocked by Moro yet? <laughs> not yet, but I should. I could try. <laughs> no, it's, it's follow, not Follow mine. us on it's Twitter to see if follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast to see the podcast to see if Troy gets the Twitter account banned now that he's in charge of it. <laughs> I I did one tweet <laughs> so far. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going full time traveling, Adam, because that you know, we need that to promote the show. So, but 
Yeah, it's like I said, it's one of those things. Uh, you know, Cole, Cole, like I said, is just a ventriloquist dummy at this point. But the the bigger thing, obviously, is the fact that Bailey uh, stumbled her way through a terrible promo to set up the fact that yeah. uh, that her shoulder is separated and she'll be missing SummerSlam. Bullshit! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get a little, you know, something, get, get a cough button, buddy. Oh, sorry. I mean, yeah. <laughs> didn't mean to point out what absolute horse shit that is. Yeah. So yeah. This, this, this reeks of... A booking decision that they're just like that they second guessed after the fact, and we're like, no, we can't I, do this because because nobody. Oh shit, we regret this immediately. Yeah, we regret this immediately because nobody likes Bailey. They, she gets fucking. I sort of mercilessly. See, I feel like this was this was the direction all along. I feel like this is the the long term storytelling. So, Bailey earns the shot by beating Sasha. Bailey gets injured. Sasha ends up with the shot. Sasha ends up winning the title. Sasha refuses to give Bailey a shot. Sasha turns on Bailey, and we're off to the races. No, I don't. I, I, this, I, this is what I, this is what I don't want, though, because one, Bailey's not sympathetic at this point. Everyone's kind of over her character. I want Bailey to turn on Sasha and go heel. Because see, we but haven't. Here's the thing. We haven't seen what Bailey can do as a heel yet. We know what what Sasha can do. She can be great, but I want to see what Bailey can right. do as a heel. I think Bailey. Bailey. Only I think the Bailey character, without a complete full-on makeover, only works as a face. But um, I think, in terms of the sympathy, that that's part of what they're doing. Somebody, you know, her best friend turning on her, turning her and stabbing her in the back, is probably their attempt to build that sympathy. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Either way, this set up uh, uh, two different triple threat matches. Where we had Sasha Banks win one of them, and Nia Jax win the other one. So we're right back to square one again with these two fighting for the number one contendership again. Yeah, and which also puts us one week out from the pay-per-view without knowing who the women's champion. So there's your match build for you. It'll be six days. Well, you know, we've we look over at SmackDown, and we, we know what, what that match is going to be, and we also know it's going to suck. So what's, you know, one... Doesn't, doesn't not at least, but but I'd rather have at least they did some development to the story this week and in the past couple weeks. So you can dislike the match, but the point is, what makes this product successful is telling stories and 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 putting over angles. And if you don't know what the angle is until a week before the fucking match, you can't do that. Right. And then there's no heat for the match. And then they sit there and wonder why their fucking stagehands are staring at pictures of hands on their <laughs> monitor instead of watching the fucking show. Because the show's not even fucking interesting for the people who work there. Well, you know, I mean, he he probably wanted to see if his palms were getting hairy. I don't know. You know? <laughs> it's like, goddamn, there's a lot of good, good looking women around here. <laughs> as long as the Vince spy cam doesn't catch him, they're okay. So fucking weird. What a weird actually, fucking that, company we cover. Actually, that's that's not an uncommon thing from from what I what I hear is that they have different spy cams. Vince has one. The announcers have another. Um, basically, it's done for uh, verbal cues. So if the, the Vince tells the announcers something, the announcers can kind of nod, and Vince can see that they're acknowledging it because they obviously can't say anything mm. without turning their mics off. So. They have them in various different spots throughout the building. It just happens to be that the Vince one happened to get caught on that picture, but it's not. When you think about it, it actually does make some sense when you when you get the purpose behind it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it's it's one of those things where 
you know, as as long as he's still alive, this is what we're going to get from Vince. And we're going to just continue to get, you know, the women being booked like this, where, hey, we tried it for a little bit, but eh, fuck it. Let's go back to this crazy shit where we don't know who's going to be in what match leading into the pay-per-view. One of our big mm-hmm. three. Well, I don't know you. I don't know you guys. I thought Emma had a chance there. Mm, no, well, she was the no. most over person in the match. <laughs> but, but again, then again, it was Bizarro World. So who knows? Right. Um, <laughs> the the problem I have with Bailey and Adam, you can vouch for this. I said this before she even came up. She's not a good promo, no. and that character needs to be a good promo and convey the underdog fangirl sort of aspect of it. And I sort of feel like they just never developed that with her. No, no, and she let the and she let the booze get to her this week. And, you know, oh yeah, you, clearly you, rattled. You just can't do that. Yeah, I think yeah, honestly, she was clearly rattled. Yeah, I think honestly, um, she never she was she's not used to the giant crowds and has just never gotten used to them at this point. Because in pre tape, she's good. You know, she she sounds more natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, more natural, not natural, but more natural than 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 normal. But yeah, I mean, she. She has a certain cadence about her that that makes her sound kind of meek and uh, and yeah. kind of unassuming. So when they're trying to write her into stuff like I'm going to take Alexa Bliss and be hardcore about it, and or I'm, I'm going to go extreme on her and I'm going to win the title, like it just it doesn't it doesn't convey any kind of of where you're like okay I I think this person can win. You're just like she doesn't even think she can win. So yeah, and I heard an interesting. <laughs> I heard an interesting comment today, and, I, and it hadn't really occurred to me until I heard this. But somebody, I forget where I heard it, but they basically made a comment to the extent of um, you sit there and you wonder and, and you watch and you think every character pretty much sounds the same and every story pretty much sounds the same. And then you realize that everything is being approved and written and conceived by one person. Vince is the one that decides what goes on air. And tweaks everything and turns everything and changes everything. So it's one voice behind every story and everything is starting to seem the same. And that's that's why a lot of people, you know, like indie independent wrestling more because often that is yes, it's the booker, but it's also the talent that's telling the stories and it's and it's the talent that are doing different things as well. So you do have a lot of different voices and you typically don't have mm-hmm. a booker who's so up their own ass that they're not going to listen to everybody else around them. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the problem with Vince is he's so up his own fucking ass that these writers who often who often get a bad fucking rap, you know, these writers are pro- are giving him a bunch of really good ideas, and he's he's picking the not so good ideas and throwing out the rest of right. them because oh well we can't we can't book Zack Ryder we can't we can't book him to be an Intercontinental Champion because uh, we didn't make him you know the guy got it over on his own so fuck him now we're gonna throw him in off of a fucking side of the stage you know. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's always going to be the issue is the fact that if this was more of a collaborative effort, effort, which is like it's what it's supposed to be, then we'd be seeing something different. But instead, yeah, like you said, everything is filtered through through one guy who is making the show to entertain himself and not entertain the fans. And to, just to catch up on the side a little bit, we have uh, Kogos Sean, and uh, he said... What did he say? He said it might help if they had any female writers in positions of power. Call me crazy, and I see, I disagree with that because down in mm. NXT they don't have female writers in positions of power, and they write the women very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you look yeah. up the main roster; they have Sarah Del Rey, 
uh, agenting a lot of those matches. They have Sarita, uh, Sarah Stock, former Sarita in TNA, uh, who's I believe works on the production crew. Um, so they have females involved in the women's angles and women's spots and administering them. It's just all the storylines go through one person. So I, I don't know. It's I don't think I don't think adding more women is going to make it any better. No, I'm all for adding women. Don't get me wrong, but I I don't think that's the issue here. Yeah, you know mm. what the issue is? The issue is the fucking eighty year old guy who doesn't think that that anybody wants to watch women wrestle. Or and and no, and of course con- not. and continues to think that he that women that people just want to see women go out there and fucking flash their titties and their ass and the fucking chocolate titties and shit like that, and not actually tell a tell a compelling story, which is exactly why everyone's gimmick is just crazy bitch who you know is is fucking bipolar, and once you have that go out of the way, then you can start having like Stephanie and Triple H, two people who actually give a damn about women's wrestling to the point that they they have brought on all of these these excellent workers and they're trying they're trying to break through on this stuff but again the problem is it's fucking vince sitting there and it's because because you you know triple h is going hey let's book these two guys like this and vince is going oh, that'll never work but work bob that'll i won't work no put them in a fucking uh in a flag six match man, six, a flag six, match yeah do a six woman tag match you know and hey vince vince uh I don't know if you've heard the uh, reactions that uh, Ty Dillinger's getting when he comes out, but uh, that guy's pretty over. We might want to start doing something with him. Ah, uh, fuck no. <laughs> Look at Jinder. He's vascular. <laughs> fuck, yeah, and that's exactly the issue when it comes down to it. It's just, and by the way, do, do we need to take bets and guesses on who decided to include the anal probe line in the uh, fashion police gimmick this week? That might be Dango. Let's. Oh no! I'm pretty sure that was Vince. Let's, let's not put it and past. It, it, let's, let's not put it past Johnny Curtis. This is a guy who definitely would say that line. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was this most likely is, Vince. Yeah, I'm guessing it's the same guy that decided to put on a fake hospital gown and pull shit out of a plastic prosthesis ass to make fun of Jim Ross at some point. What? I'm gonna guess he's the guy that did the <laughs> anal probe joke. I'm just gonna yeah. throw that out there. That that, uh, all right. that wasn't to say I didn't laugh at it. Uh, now we talked a lot i think i laughed at tyler breeze's reaction what (laughs) i don't well since we're talking about it let's just let's just run with that um was anyone else really let down by just fandango showed up and oh it was aliens like there was, we yeah. we sat here. Who who is responsible for this? Who's been doing this? We're like, <laughs> what's, what's the angle? We're gonna are we gonna get fucking lumberjake and cousin Larry? Are we gonna like what the fuck are we gonna get out of this? Like who? What's with the maple syrup and the lot? Like what's with the rose and the like? Fucking nothing. Nothing. Just, we're they, we're they nothing. No, had we're not, no fucking direction to it. We're not done with this yet. Uh, obviously, they don't even know who it's eventually going to be. This is going to be another one of those situations like the fucking horn swoggle thing. Where it's it's a, just a last minute decision on who it's going to be, and it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. So yeah, once once this starts to run its course, then they're going to be like, oh, it was a uh, you know it, it was a uh, fucking AOP. Be like, well, that doesn't make sense because they were kind of busy during a lot of this stuff. No, it doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But there are a lot of there are a lot of blue flowers on the board. So I don't I don't know if there, there's anything we can track that back to, but it's not Carlito. 
as much as we want it to be. Uh, and and considering that uh, the 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 pairings that we got on the house show circuit, where Eric Rowan and Aiden English were teaming up, and Luke Harper and Sin Cara were teaming up, uh, I'm gonna guess that it's not going to be them two getting back together. So who fucking knows? But what we do know is that we got a sweet Arn and Tully Anderson reference, which I. <laughs> <laughs> Once, once he's yeah. like, he's like, hey, whoever comes to the door, you beat Tully the horse. And Art Anderson comes through. I was like, oh, oh, I get this reference. I get, I get it. it. I get yeah. it. I get and it. And then he went so far. He's just like, <laughs> you, you beat up Tully the horse. Well, damn right, I beat up Tully. <laughs> you should have named, named him Arn. <laughs> yeah. I also appreciated the poster on the bulletin board that said Elephant Man and was a picture of John Cena <laughs> and the elephant from the pistachios commercials. <laughs> Yeah, that's always been uh, that's always been the best thing about those segments is the, the the inside jokes that are on the back wall there. Yes, that's definitely the best part of that. Uh, my wife says, "Troy, you nailed it," and that must have been what you guys were doing in the chat room earlier. I guess so. Uh, I don't know what that's a reference then, to, but okay. And then she probably also the, probably the Vince thing. Yeah. And then she also suggests that you take some gas X. Uh, I believe she was referring to the the uh, booking of the women and, oh, and why they're booked. The that way could they are. be. That could be. Well, uh, now since Troy, we talk, Troy can't go. Troy can't take gas X. Troy belching is a is an <laughs> integral part of this show. Now, um, before we go too far down the road of what happened this week, we started our our, our very brief move to Wednesday nights last week, um, and in that because as a result of that, we did not uh, have access to last week's episode of NXT at the time. So, uh, I just wanted to touch because I thought last week was an excellent episode of NXT. Yes. Hundred um, percent. One of the more recent, it, it, we very we, we've seen very few was it? of these. No, it wasn't. Uh, we've seen okay. very few of these really <laughs> excellent episodes of NXT, like we used to get back in the day. And I thought this was really one of them. Uh, starting with the Ember Moon and Oscar promo, I thought was tremendous. I love, mm-hmm. I love the little touch of both women being in street clothes. It, I always enjoy that. I think the women are done a great service when they're allowed to come out in their street clothes and you don't have to suspend disbelief that even though they don't have a match, they're just hanging around in their wrestling gear. I like that. <laughs> I'm always a fan of that. Um, and then the um, the move when Amber Amber Moon hits the eclipse out of nowhere, I really I popped for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the whole thing was great, including the, the just the little touch of – Asuka trying to throw her out of the ring the same way she did when she injured her shoulder. Uh, so I thought it was a very well done segment. Yeah, and I like the the touch that they gave with her not not taking the belt and the reasoning that they gave for it about her be, about be, being a supposedly being a curse or something, and her going, "No, I'm going to earn this. I will I will hold that belt when I earn that belt." Yeah, yeah the whole thing that whole thing was was beautiful. Yeah. Allow me to put over uh, another podcast real quickly. Um, yes. oh, we don't do that on the show. That's right. Speaking of NX, <laughs> speaking of NXT, so the Street Profits are yep a, a really odd kind of Snapchat thingy where it's kind of like New Age Crime Time. So uh, the guys over at What's Wrong with Wrestling, uh, who have mm-hmm. been featured numerous times over the Edge and Christian podcast, one of the guys that covers the NXT show over there proceeded to try to find the Street Profits on Snapchat. Yeah, that didn't exist. So, la- <laughs> so last week he proceeded to create the snap the Snapchat Street Profits, <laughs> and now has full control over the thing that now WWE is freely promoting because they put up on the side there Street Profits. So yeah, good job WWE for not getting 
getting the fucking gimmick I that meant, you're doing. I meant to try and scan the snap code when it came up on the screen, but I didn't get my phone up in Because it's not real. <laughs> and I... And I did, yeah. And I didn't want to actually, you know, rewind and actually try to do it. But that's that's great. Yeah. That's funny. So yeah. So so Josh Reese over there at What's Wrong with Wrestling uh, now owns the snap the Snapchat Street Profits. So <laughs> if WWE wants, if wants to get that, they've been doing it for like three weeks at that point. By the time that he got it, yeah. Why why wasn't that the first thing you fucking did? Okay, we're gonna do this new gimmick. We're gonna we're gonna call it the Street Profits. Why wasn't that the first thing you did? And and fucking Angela Dawkins couldn't turn around and be like, we should probably get that. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely poor planning on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing on in that in that episode, just to kind of bang it all out at once, uh, we also had Johnny Gargano versus Raúl Mendoza. Now, Raúl Mendoza is not going to light the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination, but I thought he made a good accounting for himself in this match. But to me, the the takeaway from this was, I was a little skeptical of Johnny Gargano as a single star. Um, when they did the breakup, I wasn't sure how, because he's sort of been portrayed a little bit as the goofy kind of weird one in, in DIY. Um, watching that match and the way that crowd reacted, he came across like a star. He looked to me like an NXT championship contender. Um, Mm -hmm. and I thought that was a really good presentation of Johnny Gargano. I still don't like the new theme song. But it is what it is. I don't like a lot of the new theme songs because Jason Jordan's is a flaming pile of shit. Uh, <laughs> but in any event, I thought uh, Gargano, uh, part of me watching that for the first time said, maybe maybe we don't have Drew Galloway take the title off Bobby Roode. Maybe we let Gargano do it and then get jumped by Ciampa and that feuds for the championship <laughs> down the road. But that, I don't know how long Ciampa's going to be out for, so it may not be really feasible. Yeah. So apparently I'm mumbling. So I should probably take your, <laughs> I should probably take your wife's tits out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> over, over on a side, uh, Coco Sean saying that anyone in NXT is a championship contender because they have no one good left. Well, here's the other problem with that is that every fucking champion in NXT is undefeated, so you never believe that anyone is going to beat them. So there's that. I, and, and for the record, I disagree. I think they have a lot of very good talent down there. Um, it's it's a totally different animal. You have to approach it differently. You, you have to remember that she, that Kogo Sean is the only person who subscribes to the network and doesn't actually watch NXT. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but by not watching NXT, he also missed last week's main event, which I thought was oh. phenomenal. Oh, uh, the, so good. The debut of Kyle O'Reilly in NXT as he took on Aleister Black. Now, much like his former tag team partner, Bobby Fish, uh, took on Aleister Black and lost in his debut, but I thought even more over than Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly really looked like a stud in this match. They did it. Oh, they gave him absolutely. a lot. I thought it was a great match. I thought the two of them absolutely. worked well together. Um, <clears throat> interesting that they're bringing in O'Reilly and Fish doing the same thing on their debuts. I don't know if that means something, but uh, I think the tag team division in NXT could use a... Uh, a boost of maybe a shot of Red Dragon. Ooh, there you go. Sounds like a good alcohol drink. No. There you go. <laughs> well, what it is to me is that those two guys can sort of fill the Gargano and Champa role of guys, mm-hmm. smaller sure. guys that can work and carry a program with two bigger guys like the Authors of Pain. I'm very, very skeptical about this takeover match between the Authors of Pain and Sanity. Um, I don't know which, ver- which members of Sanity are going to be in this, uh, but if we're talking... Um, well, what's not not Eric? Uh, the, the guys that aren't Eric Young, uh, Wolf, Wolf yes, and Dane, Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane. Uh, if it's them versus the Authors of Pain, and I, I like Killian Dane, I think he's got a future on the main roster. But 
I'm not sure that is a combination that's going to make for a great match, or, or at least not a takeover-worthy match, especially with the standards the tag team division mm. has had set. Yeah. The other problem with uh, you know um, Irish A Train and <laughs> and fucking uh, jacked up uh, Alex Wright is the fact that these are both both heel teams, and that's because we have no face teams at all in NXT. Yeah, that's we, true. We broke them all up. We broke them all up, and one of them, the other one, is hurt. And the other one we called up, so yeah. So unless we are getting the the superstar shakeup, where we'll see, you know, probably the vaudevillains. Nope, sorry, they got they got fired. Uh, well, we'll see like uh, <laughs> uh, the Ascension head back down there or something like that. We have nothing. Aiden for English take, and Luke Harper. Yeah, we have nothing for tag teams down there, and that's kind of an issue because AOP needs some people that can put them over. And they also need some actual contenders. And, uh, you know, fat mechanics, nobody really cares about them. Uh, and well, like they I are said, a face tag team. That is true. So maybe maybe once, uh, you know, HMO5 comes back, maybe they'll start taking up the mantle again and, and, and going on it. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, Red Dragon would be a perfect thing to put in there. We've got some other, you know, maybe makeshift tag teams we could throw together there. Uh, I don't think the I got, I got one for going to get over, so... Oh, I think it the is? Street Profits will actually. I think this. I think this gimmick is going to actually get over, and I say that because it's not often these days where we get vignettes to introduce you and make you care about a, a gimmick before it debuts. True. And I think that's a lost art, and I think that's actually really going to be good for them. But if we're looking for makeshift tag teams, allow me to suggest that we send back down Aiden English and Ty Dillinger to form the team of Perfect English. <laughs> nice. Wow. I, nice. I still go with Ty, with Ty Dillinger and Bo Dallas to make Tybo, but that's fine too. That works too. <laughs> Perfect English. But Bo is Dallas nice. is yeah. now part of the Mistourage, so, you know, that he's, is true. he's doing big things. Mm-hmm. Big, big things. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's talk about something that's not so uh, happy as, as the great episode of NXT we just touched on. Uh, as for the second time in their brief run in the WWE, the revival is going to be shelved for an extended period of time. This time, Scott Dawson with a torn bicep tendon, I believe, and yes. it's going to require surgery and probably have him out four to six months. I just put them on my fantasy team like three weeks ago. Yes, you did. Didn't, that was a mistake. Didn't he get injured right after you <laughs> traded for him last time? Keep yes. him the fuck off your fantasy <laughs> team, Adam. I'm sorry. That is that is so. Something that for did those happen. of you who are fans of the revival, you can reach Adam at <laughs> Rundown Wrestling at Gmail. Yeah. No, no, you can't. Never mind. Don't send hate mail there. Um, we'll have to give out your personal phone number or something. Yeah. <laughs> be, it wasn't my fault. You know, before everyone starts going, it's oh. one one nine hundred nine zero nine ninety nine hundred. There you go. Before everyone, starts. Adam gets that joke now. I, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Troy. Before everyone starts running around saying that all oh, the revival are done, they're going to be, you know, they're not going to be pushed anymore and stuff like that because of injuries. You got to remember that there's other people that have had a history of of injuries to start their career and have gone on and been just fine. These two guys are too good to uh, to have this really be that much of a setback for them. They're still over when they come back. They're going to continue to be over because people love the revival. So I I think they're going to be just fine. Yes, it sucks. Um, but you know this this will pass, and then they'll they'll probably have a good lengthy run on them again. So, because there's no other fucking tag teams on the roster. So, yeah, I mean we'll see. I I, I know 
you are correct in saying that there are other teams that have been injured, people that have been injured to start their career and eventually ended up in the right spots. But for those people, it typically took a good amount of time for them to get back to the top of the card. Um, they had to sort of go through an extended proving ground period to, to show that they could be relied upon before they got back to that level. Uh, Kogo Sean on the side says, FYI, NXT viewership was reported to have rapidly declined last September, October. And if it's anything like the main product, that shit hasn't gone up since then. The people are with me. And I'm not sure. I, well, here's the thing. The entire company is down. Mm-hmm. Like, Raw's down, SmackDown's down. And by extension, NXT is going to go down, too, because if people aren't interested in the Raw and SmackDown offerings, they're not going to buy the network to get the pay-per-views. And if they don't buy the network to get the pay-per-views, they're not going to watch NXT. So, really, the entire fate of NXT is based largely on the success of the larger brand, which we know is struggling right now. So that's not a surprise, and I don't think that can be used as an indictment of NXT. Yeah, true. Was it the same uh, member of Revival who got injured both times? No, no, it was Dash the first time and okay. Dawson this time. Dawson yeah. this time. Okay. And Dash, to, to be fair, Dash wasn't even his fault. He just took a fucking... Yeah. He was the first guy Nakamura tried to kill, or the second one. <laughs> it was Austin Aries first. Well, yeah. this this goes back to the old argument of why are, the, why are we continuing to run all of these house shows? Why are we continuing to have guys like this go down to NXT during their call-up and stuff like that? You're just opening them up for more chances of getting hurt because the revival had been called up at that point, and they did one last little farewell show, and then he got his, his fucking jaw broken. And yet we have another injury here where Dawson you know, gets his bicep torn during a house show, and they, we, they're not making money off of these house shows, really. And you're just and putting Finn Balor. Finn Balor separated his shoulder at SummerSlam, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one out of the past like 30 injuries we've had. I mean, yes, yes, injuries are going to happen. It's just about minimizing the risk, and minimizing the risk could be hey, to not have these guys have to go out there and perform three times a week. Hey, ba- Bailey separated her shoulder on Raw. No, she week. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma got flattened like a pancake two weeks ago on Raw. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Troy, Troy, what would you like to talk about next? I want to. What is what is this? What is this Goldust note on here? <laughs> <laughs> there was a <laughs> there was a Goldust promo where or what is it? I remember that happening. Yeah. He says he says he's looking for the right partner. Well, every time Goldust is looking for a partner, he finds the nearest black guy to team up with. <laughs> so yes, uh, a little pe- Stardust Black. He yeah, he wore black face paint. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the same thing. It doesn't matter. That that's the exception that proves the rule. That proves the rule, yeah. So if it's a peek behind the veil, yes, on our thing, I put Goldust is looking for another black teammate because that's what that was my takeaway from that, that thing. <laughs> so see, I took I took away that he's going to have a, either managing a female or have a new female valet. That could be. That's I, what I took from it. I mean, there there are some people that I could think of that would be be good down in NXT, um, or if they wanted to bring back somebody. So, uh, so anyways, uh, the other thing we had was uh, Bray Wyatt, baby. I'm Bray Wyatt. He's challenging mm. Finn Balor to a match at SummerSlam in a match that doesn't mean shit. Randy, but we get to see the demon. <laughs> no, we're not going to see the demon at SummerSlam. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Put money on it. Uh, put money on it. I'll bet you. I'll, I'll bet right. you. 
Two weeks ago, when when the red lights flashed instead of the white lights before Balor, I'm telling you that was that was your hint right there. I'm calling out the demon. The demon. It King. wouldn't even actually. It wouldn't even shock me if we see the demon next week on Raw because they, you know, how they like to not. <laughs> feel like, I believe that's called blowing your load. All joking aside, it wouldn't shock me at all if Wyatt comes out to attack Balor and Balor teleports to the back, and the next thing on the bat on you see on the screen is just the the head raise to the demon and then cut. That could be. I could see it. Derp! But then again, you know, we've we've seen the demon more times in Raw than we have in, on pay-per-views at this point. So <laughs> I wouldn't no. wouldn't put it past him. So. But anyways, yeah. you know, I, I'm not sure how, how Bray has the time to be in a match considering he's probably still rebuilding his uh, his shack that got burned down by Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, be it has anyone had more bad feuds in the course of the last year than Randy Orton? <laughs> Oh, he got he got his win back this week, guys. It's okay. He Ugh. got his win back. <laughs> as soon as it said grudge match and they said it was non-title, I was like, oh, well, that's like, not Oh, happen. I wonder who's going to fucking win this one, probably because we just realized, oh, wait, we're going to try to spin this guy off into a feud with Rusev. We should probably have him coming off more than three fucking losses to, <laughs> to the guy who hadn't lost more, who hadn't won more than four matches in his fucking entire career with WWE before that. <laughs> Uh, uh, just to get caught up on the side, Brandy? Sean, my my point about NXT viewership was in response to Adam saying everyone with the network watches NXT. Apparently, most network subscribers are like me and also don't care. And I disagree. I just think network subscriptions are down. Uh, and then he says, why not have Goldust uh, team with Booker T again, keep him away from the commentary table? But that would mean David Otunga would be back. So let's That's keep Booker yeah. T there as much as possible. Uh, and then my wife says, yes, let's bring back the demon. To which Kogo Sean says, yes, bring back the demon. When he debuted in WCW after that KISS concert, it was awesome. <laughs> I think he's managing the Florida Marlins now or something. Wait, 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 wait. We're, we're overlooking the fact that Golas may be looking for a new tag team partner. And he is the master of the Shattered Dreams. If only there was a guy whose name was the Dream. The Velveteen Dream. There's your new fucking tag team, folks. The Shattered Maybe. Velveteen Dreams. <laughs> Maybe he goes looking for a dream and finds a nightmare, an, an American nightmare. Oh, because he never quit the company is what you're right. saying? Right. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to make a Drew McIntyre joke about the guy who takes broken dreams and makes them come true. But no, no, he's, sadly, he doesn't use that theme song anymore. No, and he's going to be the NXT champion in yeah, just true. a week. So, um, But yeah, yep. we glossed over uh, Finn, Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt's segment. Um Again, I thought Wyatt cuts another just rambling promo that doesn't really do anything to make me more interested in the match. Wyatt talks a lot and says nothing, and I think yeah. it was it was an interesting shtick the first few times we saw it, and now it's just like I want some meat on the potato with the potatoes. I wanna I wanna know what you're talking. About. I want to be a little clearer. I want you to talk in a way that puts over the angle. Um, I liked the touch of Finn Balor being smart to realize he was going to teleport in and kind of get behind him and. I don't know how he knew where he was going to teleport to, but, you know, maybe what if Bray had teleported to that same turnbuckle as Wyatt, and then when the lights came on, <laughs> Finn was sitting in his lap. That oh, would have been funny. I, or I was going to say I was going to say piggyback, right? Or <laughs> that works too. even better, he teleports in there, and they become a fucking Cronenberg monster where they've got four <laughs> arms, <laughs> two heads. What's that, uh, what's that monster from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It's the head and the stomach. Krang? 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, there you go. Bray Wyatt can Bray Wyatt can can just lift up his shirt and there's fucking there's 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 Finn. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Or he's a Quado. No, Quado is from uh, um what is the the Arnold Schwarzenegger one? Total Recall. Total Recall, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 different. That's the, the same same thing, but yeah. Crane yeah, Crane is the guy or. from Crane is the guy from That's no, what that's why I said or. Oh, I thought you were, thought you you thought that his name was in Krang. No. Okay. So because we uh, we need to sell more toys, uh, for no fucking <laughs> reason, Enzo Mori is going to be Don't. held in a shark tank or a shark cage. Sure. <laughs> I'd rather him be in a shark <laughs> tank. <laughs> uh, yeah. So per- perhaps with that fish you posted on Facebook earlier there today. You, yes, there you go. So so big chaos goes over to uh to kurt angle and they have one of the worst backstage segments i've seen in a while where neither of them sounded like they were actually talking to each other and big cast is like i don't like that enzo guy he keeps interfering in my matches even though i'm not really fighting for anything important and kurt angle's like huh well that's too bad you know if only we could do something about that and big cast's like yeah i don't care if he's in like a, if you you get him out of the building and put him in a damn shark cage Kurt's like yeah that's a that's a good idea because I'm I'm bad at my job, and I just want to have I just want to have some pills, and nobody will give me any fucking pills. So, shark cage match. Yeah. Well, see, and th- and now it's irresponsible of the writers if next week someone doesn't go up to him and go, you know what, you know what you should do, you know what would be great is if you just handed me the heavyweight championship. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah you know that would probably be a good idea. Yeah. You know, you know what, Kurt Hawkins, that is a good a good idea. I should hand you the universal championship. <laughs> Here, Your here name's you Kurt. My <laughs> name's Kurt. It's it's spelled different, but you know, um, I'm your son, and 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 you're not you're not that little trollop trying to date my black son. <laughs> my black son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Troy, boy. my my wife would like you to tell Jackson to go to bed. Well, goddamn, Jackson, what are you doing up? It's past your bedtime. Why don't you go over here? And bring me that stack of dimes you call neck, and I'll drop you on it and put you to bed. <laughs> okay, does that work? Accomplished. All right, <laughs> uh, that works for me. <clears throat> All right. Uh, rounding out Raw, Seth refuses to fist Dean, and now Dean wants to fist him. So <laughs> we've we've had the the. I want credit for that that write up. I thought that was a nice one. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So I thought you'd appreciate that. So it looks like uh, Dean Ambrose is going to be a Grand Slam champion because he has an opportunity with Seth to potentially win the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships uh, and and start and kick off a little bit of a of a Shield reunion. Um, you know, because like I said, everyone was clamoring to see something that you know the Shield was only around for two years and they broke up like four years ago. So and and they're not going to get the shield of old because Roman Reigns is going to talk. He's going to talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and you know what, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, I don't give a fuck about him anymore. They 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 do not move the fucking needle. <laughs> so it'd be great to get them uh, get the titles off of those two fucking schlubs. Get them back to feuding with each other in a best of seventeen series. And let's let's put the let's put the belt on on the fisting brothers over here. Try. I hope you have the chat up. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read it, but you should definitely check it out. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, I've got some other yeah. terms that you can throw in the no, you know, Google no, machine no, there too. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Roll tight on that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There is a yeah. there's there's a citrus related party that you can go no. ahead and Google there. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm drinking Sprite. No. One of the ingredients in Sprite. No. <laughs> anyway, um, do a yeah. digital style. <laughs> this has been Troy tells children to watch porn. <laughs> At least he's not just showing it right on the screen this time. Yeah. So <laughs> um, or setting it to you in a, t- in a text. <laughs> yes. Uh, there, during a meeting, uh, there is a uh, <laughs> there is a thing going around, uh, a rumors or speculation, whatever you want to call it, that uh, the main during the main event of SummerSlam, Seth, uh, that Seth and Dean are going to win the tag titles early on in the show, and then at the end of the show they're going to run out and help Roman win, and they're going to sort of reunite as a heel faction, um, you know, holding all the titles. To me, that's a best-case scenario for the usage of these guys, at least. I think it's the one way you could get Roman sort of back over as part of that group. I think he might be a guy who's you know, better with kind of backup, better as a leader, and certainly better as, a, as an official heel, even though Sal said he turned heel like two months ago. Um, I would probably venture to say that's not likely to happen, but I think it would be a good way to go. It's not going to happen because then you have zero faces left. You would have zero face tag teams. Oh, that's not true. Strowman would be the guy who gets robbed at SummerSlam, and he would be, it would be sort of that yeah. turn. So you'd have you'd have Strowman, and you'd have... They cheer for Joe well, anyways. Lesnar is still technically a face, if you want to be Yeah, that's true. Lesnar is a face, about yeah. It, so. yeah. That's that's the best part of the... And uh, Cena's a free agent. True. You can just slide on over there. That that is kind of the All best right. part of that of the, the four-way main event, is that nobody are, are really faces, and nobody are really heels in it. Because right. the guys who are supposed to be the bad guys get cheered, and the guys who are supposed to be the good guys get booed. And then you got yeah, Brock Lesnar, exactly. who people are just like, oh, oh, there he is again. There's that big fucking gorilla. People are just excited to see him when he shows up, though. Why? He sucks. <laughs> well, you know, here, here's the thing, and I find this interesting, and, and I'm pretty sure that the reason Adam is leaving the show is because I made him talk about MMA last <laughs> week. But you weren't on the show last week, Troy. So... Uh, what are your thoughts on the potential of a John Jones Brock Lesnar fight? Um, I think it's as stupid as putting a MMA fighter into a boxing match. Um, John Jones is like eighty pounds less than Brock. There's a reason that we have. That, that's, no. not to, that's not to say. Uh, let, let me rephrase that. The original UFC didn't have weight classes. And one of the great things is you'd have, like, a big fucking Samoan guy get leveled by, like, a 185-pound guy. Um, Brock, in terms of being a fighter, was always a ground-and-pound guy, and you'd have to catch John Bones Jones first. And mm. if the law can't catch John Bones Jones, I don't think that Brock <laughs> Lesnar can. So, but you saw the has. <laughs> so I think that uh, in terms of, of a money-making event, it'll make a fucking shitload of money. In terms of an right. actual good show... Uh, I'm thinking we're going to have a lot of the same thing that we, we would get where Brock would be trying to do some takedowns. The Bones would be doing a little jumping and driving around and stuff like that. And I don't I don't think it'd be that good of a match. Now, will I watch it? Of course I'll watch it because any chance to see fucking diverticulitis get his, get his, his fucking block knocked off, I'm fine with that. Um, and not, that I, not that I like John Bones Jones. I don't like him either. But, yeah, you know, I mean, if if we're doing another, like, cross-promotion thing with, with UFC and WWE, I'm fine with it. You know, if, if, if Bones Jones shows up on Raw, that's kind of useless because I'm, I don't think he's that good of an actor. So I'm sure he'll be terrible, but we've had worse. We had fucking Angry Cat, so... Grumpy <laughs> <laughs> <Herpy> Cat, <yes>. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever the, the fucking uh, thing is called. 
I've heard the weight argument before in relation to this story, and to me that's sort of a moot point because people look at what John Jones weighs at a fight. Now, that's what, not what John Jones weighs walking yeah. around. I mean, that's, yeah. he, that's a severe cut. So if he mm. wants to fight up, he can just stay at his normal weight. He's not trying to make weight against Lesnar. Yeah. It's probably going to be a catchweight fight. So the difference won't be as dramatic as people make it out to no, be. The, the difference will be one guy has been fighting MMA consec- consecutively for a while. The other guy's been play fighting for the past couple of years. No, but Troy, keep in mind, John Jones, this was his first fight back after a year suspension, that is true. too. Yeah, that is true. And it's and it wasn't his first year suspension. Yeah. So <laughs> that is <laughs> that is true. Uh, like I said, I mean, you know, the, the weight limits, yeah, they don't really matter because, yeah, I mean, Jones walking weight is probably a good 20 pounds heavier than he normally right. fights. So, yeah, that's not a big thing. The, the biggest thing is is how motivated Brock is. And, you know, to actually, you know, try to fight. And I, and I don't think that Brock has as much motivation as he used to. I think he's just mm. there to get paid. So um, whereas as I think Jones is going to be it would be a little bit more of of trying to kind of make a name like I took down this big fucking dude who everyone thought was unbeatable, even though he was very beatable. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, in, in terms of entertainment value, it, it would be the spectacle that you're getting right now with with uh, McGregor and fucking uh, the the wife beater guy, M- Money Mayweather. In terms, and of, I take it from your comments earlier, you don't give McGregor much of a shot in that one. That is a situation where Mayweather is a, a very talented worker. Adam, pay attention. Yeah, he's he's a very talented boxer. He just doesn't try as much. And mm-hmm. McGregor is a very talented fighter and a very, and and has a background in boxing. The mm-hmm. problem is is that Floyd has a way to shut you down, and it's mm-hmm. essentially that he hugs you and gropes your ass. Right. So, I think in terms of, of that, I mean, if if he catches him with a couple of hands, he'll probably knock that fucking glass jaw right off of him. And and that's the only way that I think McGregor will really win is he's probably got maybe a little bit of advantage on on that aspect, but it's uh, it would be so close in terms of actual you know strength of the two of them. But yeah, like I said, it's it's the fact that that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to switch from MMA back to boxing, um, where it's a lot easier to switch from boxing to MMA. I think that's interesting, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that a little more in, in the next couple of weeks as we get a little mm-hmm. close to that fight. Now that Adam's gone, and we can actually talk about the shit that's interesting to yeah. us, um, such but, as such as smoking Jay Cutler getting signed to the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not exactly that interesting to me. Um, it's not interesting to anybody. <laughs> uh, so let's go to number fourteen on your list here, uh, Troy, because I think this is one you you might have a rant attached to, and I'm looking forward to hearing this. <laughs> oh, so number fourteen on our list is: Does anyone care about the SmackDown Live Women's Title? The answer is no. Um, the the <laughs> the writers don't even care because Natalia is getting a shot, and I know everyone says, "Oh, Natalia, she's she's really good." She no, was, she, she was when there was there was nobody else to compare her to. But now there's a bunch of really talented women out there. But you know what? Cesaro was a really good wrestler, but I didn't really care about him, and I don't care about him again because his character sucks, and Natalia's character sucks. So I don't care about her. You know what? There are plenty of guys who were terrible wrestlers, but they had great characters, and I cared about them because they were fucking characters. What I don't care about is Natalia getting a shot at a title with somebody who I also don't care about. I don't fucking like Nata- like Naomi. Haven't. 
She's got a, an entrance that was over, and in her in-ring work, she is completely passable. She's she's a, a she's a fine wrestler. She's not bad. She's good. I just am I, very athletic. I hear. Yeah, she does. She doesn't move the needle or my penis. So, um, <laughs> and in terms of her promo work, she's atrocious. She can't fucking cut a promo. Mm. And I'm really mm. sick of of ass kissing Naomi that we've been seeing, where it's it's like standing up for Shane. And being like, just, just talk, baby. It's fine. It's fine. No, no, you shut up. You let you let Shane talk. He's the man. Like, it's just it's it's terrible. And this match. Is, what are your thoughts on the new belt? Uh, I wish they wouldn't do it, but it's 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 more of her gimmick stuff, and it'll be gone once Carmella cashes in, which I hope mm-hmm. is in two weeks. So mm-hmm. once, yeah, it, it seems to me that this. Oh God. I was gonna say, was Once, it me or yeah, was the was the the match between Naomi and Carmella this week not that great? It's it's not because Naomi is somebody who needs somebody with a higher skill than her to carry the match a little bit more for her. When when she has somebody who's better than her, she can rise up to that. When she has someone who has less of ability, she usually comes down to their level and doesn't put on as good of a show. Carmella is still very green. You know, she's she's only wrestled what like 150 matches in her career, so you know she's got. She, I think she will develop into probably one of the better ones. But again, you know, she needs someone who can kind of carry her a little bit more, and Naomi's not really that one to do that. So, yeah, I will say uh, Carmella's character work has become much better of late. I'm, I've become sort of a fan of her promos and her her interviews and her just her all around persona. I think has been much better of late. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the match. I don't think that was supposed to be that good. I think there was a match to come. Um, I, I really feel like this whole SummerSlam match is just a vehicle to get us to a Carmella cash-in because otherwise it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, going to what we talked about last week, Adam, where we're looking at a SummerSlam card full of the matches that aren't the best matches we could be getting. I mean, you can say what you want about Naomi's skill, but you put her in there with a Charlotte, you're going to get a really good match that's got some anticipation to it, that's got some heat behind it. Same thing with a Becky Lynch. There are options and things they could have done with Naomi to make this an interesting and compelling match, and instead they gave us the very definition of plain white toast in the, in the SmackDown women's division yeah. in Natalia, who has no charisma, no, nothing to draw you to her except the reputation for being a great worker because she's a heart, and she's not. Yeah, and that's uh, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I will say, you know, you 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 put her in a match with with Charlotte, and there is the anticipation that maybe we'll see Charlotte's ass. So there's <laughs> always that. I was just gonna say, speaking of speaking of Charlotte, what do we think of Charlotte versus Lana this week? Well, that was that was the one thing we didn't see in the other pictures. So now we've got the whole package. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> that's another thing too. <laughs> Once, once you've seen, uh, you know her, her stroke tits, you're just like you're like really, uh, her ass. Okay, sure, fine. <laughs> Here, okay, so here's 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 a question I have. Right, we've all seen the ads. Charlotte is in amazing physical condition, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's no arguing that. Yeah, she keeps herself in great shape. Sure. She's a former personal trainer. Sure. You've seen the ads. She does, if you follow her on Instagram, she does an amazing amount of squats. How does she have no ass? Yeah. She's got flat as a board. Yeah, she's got that pancake ass. Um, I, you know, here's the thing. Instead of spending the money on the terrible tit job, maybe you should have got some ass implants. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Smathers on the side. Smathers in the house uh, said he would hate to see. Oh, what is it? I don't know what he's. I would hate to see get beaten by Naomi's bitch kicks. At least she has minimized her rectum-based offense. So let's try to figure out what's what's bad. Is this saying? I believe he said <laughs> I would hate to see Natalia get beaten by Naomi's bitch kicks. Oh no, no! Kicks. I would hate to see Charlotte get beaten oh, by Naomi's yes. bitch kicks. Okay. Well, yeah, the kicks are awful. The kicks are just terrible. The the kicks are awful. That stupid move that she does where she puts the legs in her shoulder and jams her fucking asshole under your face is awful. Her finishing move is awful. Her submission move is awful. Oh, I love the submission. I think the submission's great. Yeah, I don't... Pulling both arms back with the legs while you pull the neck forward, that shit looks painful. Yeah. That looks legit. I yeah, like I'll, I'll take the submission, but the rest of it is... And I love the way she's gotten into it the last few times she's used it kind of out of nowhere off of other moves and good transitions into it. I, I, I'm a fan of that submission move. You know, now that she's got a submission move, maybe she can kind of join a sorority with a bunch of other submission <laughs> specials. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yet again and this is going to be another rehash of an argument I've had before yet again Cena buries people that he shouldn't bury and I oh mean, fuck you <laughs> he proceeded to call the big breakfast skinny fat so he's body shaming which is kind of annoying but again this is fine if you're doing it to a guy like the Miz because the Miz has a career ahead of him you know behind him as well but the big breakfast is still trying to get over, and a lot of people don't like him. So calling him a dumpster fire and calling him fat is more of Cena's kind of juvenile stuff when he should really, you know, be, be doing the, the better scene of work that we've been seeing him, where he's actually talking about the fact that, you know, the big breakfast probably doesn't belong where he's at. So, but maybe that's just me. So, so, so your, your take on Cena is you want him to have the same fucking promos and feud every fucking time he's out there. That's what he does already. No, I don't want that. No, he's, you just said he's doing something different now than he's been doing recently. He was, he was, so your take is that he shouldn't be doing anything differently. He should do the same fucking thing all the time. And by the way, the fucking guy just put over Nakamura the week before, clean in the middle of the ring, despite almost getting paralyzed. Oh my gosh, don't even, don't paralyze. You know, honestly, if that doesn't make him fucking leave WWE, I don't know what will, because. You're, you landed a, mo- a fucking giant movie role where you're going to fucking dance around with a car in the 80s. You can't be going out there and risking your fucking acting career for one fucking match or a match here and there. Just leave the WWE, dude. The WWE doesn't need but, him anymore. But he still wants to do it, so give him credit for that. Oh, I give him um, I give him credit. I just think that at this point, he needs to really you know, stop, stop sticking your toe into the acting thing. If you want to be an actor, but go be an actor. You know, and then come back for like a WrestleMania match here and there, like The Rock was doing for a while. Not this like weird little thing where he's doing where oh I'm I'm back for you know a couple of weeks until I got to film something else. So then I'm I'm gone again for a couple of months. You I mean, like The Miz. What? <laughs> the Miz does that all the time, dude. Yeah, The Miz doesn't need to be working anymore either. Well. So you want you so you want to take all the good compelling characters off of TV? That's your plan, so that we can get new. <laughs> Troy's plan for success might have a flaw or two in it. I'm just saying. No, it doesn't because you've got a ton of talent that can step up into that role. Then, whereas right now you're 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 devoting On time back. You're devoting time to a guy like Cena, who we probably don't need to devote the, time to anymore. The, Start building the, up some other guys. 
the one and only guy who you can quantitatively look at and say this guy moves the needle and brings ratings up when he's on the show. Yeah. In a company where ratings are slagging, you want to take the one fucking guy who ratings spike when he's on TV and kick him out. That, that's the plan. Do you think that The Big Breakfast beats Cena at SummerSlam? Yes. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I think Cena wins the match. Then what's I the point? I think Cena wins the match because this is what they do with money. I was going to say, yeah, winners. because Baron has the briefcase. Right. But that's not he what, that, that's not the what they should do. That's not what they should do. It, this should be, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, the, but that's what they do. This should be yeah, a big banter's chance to is, have a win well over known. Cena. Well, he'll have a chance. He just won't get it. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to go. I mean, no, we're gonna. What we're gonna do is the same thing we always do. He's gonna lose a bunch of matches, including on the night where he cashes in. He'll lose a match, so everyone will think he's. Oh, look at fucking uh, Seth Rollins lost to Randy Orton at WrestleMania before he cashed in and won the title. Yeah, this and, is the formula. It's established. Well, and that's why we're gonna see it coming. Because it's a formula. It's established now. So now if the Big Breakfast loses okay. to Cena, I'm going to be like, he's cashing into the fucking main event. Okay, but again, we go back to the discussion we had an hour ago about Vince McMahon and everything being the same because it's all going through him. This is his formula. We've yeah. seen it. It was maybe yeah. 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Speaking of formulas. Really? <laughs> we're only an hour six in. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, spe- wow. Speaking of formulas, KON Styles 46 is on for SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> with Shane McMahon, your special with, referee. Yeah, I with I like fucking that segment. Shane, I like segments that segment. The segments are fine. The thing is, the segments are fine because these guys are are great. The problem is, is yet again they're still stuck in the mid card. But also, the fact that they're still feuding with each other, and now we have Shane injected into this somehow instead of like injecting Sammy into it or injecting somebody else and start doing like. A triple threat for the U.S. championship, or four-way for the trip for the U.S. championship. We're having the fourteenth time that these two guys have gone against each other for the U.S. championship. You have another four-way yeah. on SummerSlam, though. I, maybe just somebody else. I mean, you know, how- this. This well, first off, we got, we've eliminated one of the multi-people matches because now the revival's out, so we're just gonna yeah. have the Hardys and Gallows and Anderson. So we've we've eliminated one of the multi multi-team matches. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I this goes again to my point of this this SummerSlam being a bunch of matches that are less than what they could be. Mm-hmm. I would rather see Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon at SummerSlam. I think that would be a compelling match. Yeah. I think I'd be interested in seeing that, and that would free up AJ to have started a new feud with uh, I don't know Mike Canales off the top of my head for the U.S. title. Yeah, that would be another match I'd be interested in seeing yeah. because it's something we haven't seen before. They have a little bit of interaction history in Ring of Honor that the Smart fans would know about. That would be something people would get behind. Unfortunately, instead of getting exciting, new, interesting things. We're getting the same things we've already gotten, and le- matches that are less than the matches we could be seeing. That's so, my problem with the SummerSlam card. So you you're like, oh well, we need to see something new. Well, you know what? We've never seen fucking Big Show versus Big Cast before. Oh wait, no, yes, they have on Raw. Uh, no, we live never on free TV. No. They gave it away on free TV. I saw it. We've never seen the New Day take on the Usos. Oh wait, no, we did that one as well. Uh, we we definitely <laughs> we definitely have never seen Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt or Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. We haven't seen that before. Last, 
except for the last pay-per-view. Yeah. Yes, every second fucking match we've seen before. <laughs> and that's and that oh, to me. Is oh, wait, wait, wait. No, so, no, no. Oh, I found one. I found one. Neville is going to take on Akira Tozawa. So as much as you get irritated by the concept of giving it away on free TV, this it's is not why a I fucking real thing. Trend. It's not. But a this real is thing. why I get upset with that trend because we're not building to the pay per views anymore. We're we're writing the TV as though we're building to the pay per views, but the pay per views are not where the actual biggest stuff happens. We give that away on the TV show or on house shows, and then and then try <laughs> to use house shows. I don't care about. They've been they've been those are house shows basically exist to draw a little extra money to sell a little extra merch and to let these guys work on angles and, and get comfortable with each other in the ring as they begin a program. Yeah, but we that's literally what house had, shows are for. But we literally had a title change on a house show. Yeah, they, yeah but that's like once, once every, every two years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, once every two years. And it was a Madison Square Garden show, which is essentially uh, not really a house show, if you will. It's it's might as well be a, yeah. a pay-per-view. But that's that's so the issue. Those shows. If if we're if we're going to start doing it where, you know, where feuds can start and end or can end on USA Network then have actual title changes happen other than just fucking Sasha Banks winning the title you know if I agree it, <laughs> but yeah. my point is when you talk about when you get on us about you know get, getting upset about things being given away on TV that's the point is that nothing is left to be special for the special events anymore I mean the idea is that that they're going to have a better match than what they had on the, on the TV the, the, the TV match is, a, is kind of a taste it's it's the fucking appetizer to what the what the pay per view match is supposed to be. That's not so what, that's let, not what's been going on though. What's been going so, on is that so, these guys these guys think that every match that that that, they, that are in front of people needs to be the best fucking match ever. So they have awesome fucking raw matches, and they turn around and go and go to the pay per view, and they're like, "Oh wait, well we did a bunch of this stuff already. I guess we'll just do it again." I, I now I hate when people make the comparison between UFC and WWE because they're two completely different things. That said, I'm going to make one comparison here or, or point out one difference that I think is a problem. When you look at the way the wrestling shows and particularly the pay-per-views are structured, and we know this, we've heard this in the past, they want they don't want guys to outshine their main event. They want guys, hey, you know, do less than you can do to make sure you don't show up these guys. Don't do all your moves. Don't we've seen it with the seen it with the 205 live guys every single week. We know this policy exists. Mm-hmm. And you look at the UFC and the guys who have the best fight, whether it's the opening fight, the middle fight, or the main event, those guys get a fucking bonus. They are encouraged to go out and be the mm-hmm. best fucking match on that card. I feel like if WWE told their guys go out and give us the best fucking match on the card and you'll get a bonus we want every match to go out there and try to be the best match on the card you would have a lot better fucking shows yeah now as long as it doesn't equate to motherfuckers getting sit out power bombed through a table off the top of the ladder and standing up immediately because that guy's on his way to wwe um (laughs) as long as we don't get to there then i'm perfectly okay with the notion of Every match being excellent at a pay per view. Yeah. The the other uh, the other problem we have is we don't have enhancement talent anymore. We don't we don't have jobbers anymore. We don't have it where we had in the past where you where you can keep two guys sure away from each other for a little bit by having them do a random match that with no stakes to it, or or keep <laughs> keep them away from each other for a while. Instead, we're we're like we have we have three hours to, hours of TV to fill. Well, we got to do something. <laughs> This is where we have a bit of irony because we're saying that, 
those words just came out of your mouth. And we opened the show saying, I can't believe they had Jason Jordan fight a jobber and didn't further his angle with the Miz at all, which is sort of in direct opposition. Yeah, but that's that's but, one segment, though. That's the problem. All the rest of the segments on that show were all about the storyline, and we're doing right. where we have, oh, we got to have a match again, you know. We even had a fucking right. Randy Orton versus, versus Jinder Mahal again. Right. And none of us are advocating that we wanted to see the Miz and Jason Jordan in no. a match on, on TV. We just wanted to see some furtherment of yeah. the story. And yeah, instead, uh-huh. instead we were busy trying to put over Brock again because he totally needs it. Right, exactly. Adam, are you already fucking mailing it in? You still got a couple, you still got another <laughs> hour or so, pal. No, he got. Jesus Christ. He's getting upset because he knows what's next on the docket. You guys are just such chatty Cathy's. You hired us. Uh, so last on our list, I didn't hire you. You ain't getting paid shit. Well, if you think we're put, if you think we're putting all that work in, and the PayPal.me is still going to you, motherfucker, we gotta have a conversation about that. Uh, Troy, I'm still gonna be the one paying for the Potomatic. Number fifteen on your list, my friend. Uh, I already made it red, which means we're done talking about it. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta say it so the public knows. Oh, as nobody watches Two Hundred Five Live, we're not we're not gonna be talking about Two Hundred Five Live. TJP versus that, Rich one was pretty good. Shut up. And that policy is in place going forward. Yeah, because <laughs> because here's the thing, who's who's the person on the show who watches 205 Live? Hi, uh, yeah. and who's the person who's not going to be on next week? Hi, yeah. So sorry, <laughs> you're gonna have to get your 205 Live fix on a fucking After Buzz show, which eventually you're gonna fucking catch up to. So uh, Smathers on the side, I think we. I think when I was uh, talking about Adam mailing it in, said, uh, why break that streak now? So, there you go. No, I think he was responding to Kogos Sean. Oh, uh, that might be. I have the chat room open, motherfuckers. Ooh, that's a first at a last. Yeah, it's like a third. Mm. Oh, <laughs> shit. I forgot to fucking check who won the, uh, <laughs> who won the Fantasy League this week. That's all right. We have a game instead. Yeah, there you go. True. Speaking oh, well. of which. I'm assuming it was fucking <laughs> Raccoon, so. Speaking of which, game time, it's game time, it's time to play a game. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> we're doing this a week early, obviously, because next week it's probably just going to be the two of us, and that would be a really odd game. Uh, so, <laughs> in, in, is in what has become a new tradition, although I missed, <laughs> uh, missed the last one because, you know, child and all that, we take a look at last year's card of the same name event. Uh, excuse me. Excuse what? me. Yes. Because reasons. Because reasons, yep. So we ta- <laughs> we take a look at, at, at one year ago, what was the card for the event that we're currently watching. Now, obviously, we were not able to do that for Great Balls of Fire because that one didn't exist before and should never exist again. And like, like <laughs> I said, for reasons, yep, we, uh, we weren't able to do it for Battleground. But 2016 SummerSlam came to us from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Now, I will give Never the winner, heard of that place before. No, it's somewhere. It's it's a uh, it's closed on. Uh, I'm gonna give the winner, <laughs> and then you guys have to give me who they beat. And let me bring up my thing here. The first match is going to be a little difficult. Um, so there are. It was a 12 man tag team match <laughs> where Jesus. three teams took on three teams. I'm gonna give you the three winners. Uh, Adam's oh going. Adam. You're going to start off and give me one of the teams that they beat. Jason will try to give you the other okay. one, and then you'll get another shot. Okay. So the team of American Alpha, the Usos, uh-huh. and the Hypebronies uh-huh. 
Cool. <laughs> uh, who was around back then? Bushwhackers. I know one. Let's say the pre-fashion police Brizongo. Correct. Jason, give me another one. Was it the Vod villains? Correct. Oh. Um, Adam, give me the last person that they beat. Who else is there? The last team. The last team, sorry. <sighs> given the fuck? given when this was, and what had happened just prior... Um, the Ascension? Correct. All right. Yeah. Jason, the thrown together tag team of Sami Zayn and Neville defeated who? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, fuck. Uh, mm. Shit, fuck, I don't think was a tag team at that time. No. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, Dudley Boys. Correct. <laughs> wow, nice. Nice pull. All right, Adam. It's because it was in Brooklyn. I remember them being the New York. They did the whole, played up the whole New York. Oh, yeah. In a singles match, Seamus mm-hmm. defeated who? <laughs> How could you forget the, the amazing best of seven series against Cesaro? <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure if you'd remember that. Jason? what led to our current day tag team champion. Yes, right. Jericho defeated what team? I remember this because there was fucking uh. an explicable reason for them to beat Enzo and Cass in Brooklyn. <laughs> you guys are you guys are flying through this. Adam. Yeah. Char- Charlotte won the WWE <laughs> Women's Championship from who? <laughs> well, given that wonderful streak that they that they set up. I'm going to say that that was Sasha Banks. Correct. A little bit tougher one for... What what was the spot of the match, though? Spot of the match. Maybe maybe that spot was the reason why Charlotte did sags. No? No? Okay. I just thought... You don't remember when Charlotte Charlotte climbed up and held her on the top rope and then just dropped her straight across the fucking turnbuckle? (laughs) Just fucking dropped her. All right. Jason, the Miz successfully defended his Intercontinental Championship against whom? I brought this up last two weeks ago, Apollo Crews. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's neck and neck at four apiece. Adam, AJ Styles, defeated who in a singles match? Oh. Oh, yeah. That was John Cena. Apollos. All right, uh, Jason. You face it, run, you play. Luke Gallows, or Gallo, as I wrote on here for some reason, and Carl Luke. Anderson defeated who via DQ? Hmm. Uh, that would be the tag team champions at the time, the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history, the New Day. Correct. All right, Adam. Fortune. Along with the help of Biggie's testicles. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right, Jesus. No, thanks, I think John. that was that was the John Cena or that was thanks. the John Stewart one. Thanks, John. Yeah, Stewart. with Biggie's testicles. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam, 
Thanks, Dean John Ambrose. Su- Dean Ambrose successfully defended the WWE World Championship. Remember, he had that a year ago against yeah. whom? Huh. Hmm. Who was Dean feuding with at that point? The crowd. <laughs> well, that's always the case. Uh, cowboy hat, funny hat. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um. Dolph Ziggler. Correct. Okay. (laughs) Yes, this was that time that Dolph Ziggler was facing Dean Ambrose in what was a little (laughs) bit of a career renaissance for Ziggler, which quickly turned to shit. (laughs) Jason. Uh Uh-huh. In a six-woman piss-break match, (laughs) Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Bella defeated who? Get all three. Do I get three points if I get all three? No. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's literally the entire division. So, <laughs> All right. Natalia, Alexa Bliss. And Nikki Bella defeated who? And Nikki Bella. This and was Nikki N- Bella was... This was her return. She was taking Eva Marie's spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right after Eva Marie got suspended. So it would have had to have been... Wait a second. So this was... Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Bella. So it was a SmackDown match. Mm-hmm. So it would have been Becky Lynch, Carmella, <laughs> Naomi. Correct. We are tied, and we go to the final question. <gasps> nope, sorry, we got two more. Sorry. Adam, mm-hmm. who did Finn Balor beat to become the first <laughs> Universal <laughs> Champion? Gee. Burn it down. I can't scream like that guy. All Seth right. Rollins. And Jason, we're going to have to go to tiebreaker on this one. Brock Lesnar defeated whom in the main event? Oh, that was Randy Orton. By concussion. I still can't believe that was the main event over over the Universal yep. title match. Well, I by, can, but yep. also dumb. Back, Brock Lesnar won by concussion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> buzz, in, buzz in by saying your name. Oh, boy. Please tell me who 15 years ago became the NWA world champion. <laughs> 15 years ago? <laughs> Buzzing by saying your name. 2002? Yes. The NWA world champion? Yes. <laughs> uh, Adam, or, Mike Bennett. I don't know. Incorrect. Mike Bennett wasn't wrestling 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> uh, I don't fucking know. It's a weird question. Uh... I want to 
want to say that was the time that they were TNA had the NWA championship. Oh, that is, very likely. That is correct. Was it Ron the Truth Killings? That is correct. Jason Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. What, a, what a memorable champion. Because I was going through my mind who would have been the NWA champion back in those days. And then I was like, well, which one would be the most ridiculous one that Troy would say? Because <laughs> I was going to say Christian. I was going to say AJ Styles. And I'm like, wait a second. Our truth has. This is it. Troy we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was yeah. his first of two? <laughs> I, think, I think two title reigns. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Adam. Yeah. Who did who did he beat? <laughs> <laughs> Which time? Was not watching TNA at that point. So, uh, Jeff Jarrett? Uh-huh. No. That's what I would have guessed too. It, it was Ken, it, it was Ken Shamrock. Uh, even even better. <laughs> yeah. I even saw, better. I saw, I saw a thing two days ago. It was like 15 years ago Ron Killings won the NWA. I was like Ron Killings is a world champion. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, on Adam's last night, the <laughs> Rundown Trivia Championship comes out of abeyance. But at least it went back, to a tiebreaker. And back home where it belongs. <laughs> what is happening there? Oh, sorry. I was typing. I have no idea. All right. So, heading on to the news desk. All right, leading off the news this week, uh, a story that I know is going to make both Troy and Adam particularly happy, as after giving birth in May, Brie Bella is getting ready for a return to the ring. Last Wednesday, Brie was at the SoCal School of Professional Wrestling in San Marcos, California, with Daniel Bryan, Nikki Bella, and Nia Jax for a training session. No word yet on if Nia Jax actually (laughs) killed anyone during the training session, but... The, the rumor is out there. Uh, Brie last wrestled uh, in April of 2016 at the WrestleMania 32 kickoff show at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, when she teamed up with fellow Total Divas castmates Alicia Fox, Natalia Page, and Eva Marie. And that group is not doing particularly well. Uh, <laughs> in a 10-person tag team match against Lana, Naomi, Tamina, and Summer, Ray, and Emma, uh, Bree sealed the victory for her team when she forced Naomi to tap with the yes lock. And bonus points if you remember that. Uh, a few days after the show, Bree said she would be taking an extended break from in-ring competition, citing family reasons, while also stating that she would continue to work for the WWE as an ambassador. What the fuck are you doing? My uh, my microphone is suddenly recording much more on the left channel than the right, and now it just fixed itself, so I don't know what the fuck's happening. Okay, well, it's a good thing this is your last show because your microphone's fucking killing itself uh we're supposed to be recording comic con with yes with WWE <laughs> superstars last month brie announced time to rip from to youtube saying quote my husband and i are talking and he was like you know what brie i think we have enough room to get a ring and why don't we start training uh brie explained that she had not begged her husband to build a wrestling ring at their home in, oh she had begged her husband to build a wrestling ring at their home in phoenix arizona and he finally caved and even agreed to train her we just started training. I'm hoping in 2018 I can get back in the ring. And on a side note, on the first training session, Daniel Bryan suffered a concussion. So, <laughs> that's no, a thank you. 
Uh, following a report that Brandy Rhodes is no longer listed by Global Force Wrestling as an active knockout on its official website, it is now confirmed that she is no longer with the organization. According to the latest issue of Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Rhodes was recently released from her contract. It's not entirely clear whether GFW opted to release her or she asked to be let go, though since it has been reported, she did in fact request her release. A big reason for her departure was that she was filming a non-wrestling-related television show in Atlanta, Georgia, Porno. and GFW were not very cooperative about it. Rumors have it, in fact, that GFW was demanding a percentage of this product, a despite it being non-wrestling related. Uh, Rhodes debuted at Ring of Honor last Saturday, and the promotion is more than willing to work with her on the show. Bet she was a part uh, of it. Probably because they want to keep her <laughs> husband happy. Um, according to PWInsider.com, WWE officials have had discussions of pulling all of the former Ring of Honor wrestlers into a new NXT faction together. Uh, on last week's episode of NXT, the surprise debut of Ring of Honor wrestler Kyle O'Reilly was held, and he was dubbed a world-famous combatant. O'Reilly lost to Aleister Black in the main event, and similarly, similar to Bobby Fish, who was O'Reilly's tag team partner in Ring of Honor last week, he lost to, Fish, I'm sorry, to Black in his NXT debut on the July 12th show. In addition to Fish and O'Reilly, the group is rumored to include Roderick Strong and the soon-to-debut Adam Cole. Bebe. Anybody have any thoughts on a Ring of Honor stable in NXT? Can they get CM Punk for it? <laughs> that would be a Bullet Club stable. No. I uh, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think it, I think it will help. Um, I think anytime you get a faction like that, you're going to have them be... Um, heels almost in a way just because they're obviously going to kind of form by helping somebody win a match that they yeah. probably shouldn't win otherwise but it's like the radicals all over again yeah exactly um page revealed on busted open radio on thursday that she will be returning <clears throat> to wwe soon or so she thinks uh <laughs> the 24 year old said that she doesn't have an exact return date hmm, since she is waiting to hear back from her doctor after ungo undergoing a ct scan during a recent checkup Paige has been out of action since suffering a neck injury in June of 2016. She underwent neck surgery in October and has been hoping to return to the ring by June. Paige also said during the interview that she can't wait to see Bailey, Alexa Bliss, and Nia Jax. She also said that she was happy that Naomi is the SmackDown Women's Champion. She also can't wait to see her dealer for her next Coke fix. <laughs> Troy, thoughts on a, a Paige return? Do you think that's uh, actually feasible? At this point, um, you know what it it is because we do have uh, Lana and Tamina as a tag team right now, and we know she's really good as being in a threesome. But <laughs> uh, yes, and if you're interested in that story, you should definitely go back and check out the episode where Page re uh, where Troy reviews the Page sex tapes because that was some great. Quality audio that you mm-hmm. don't want to miss. I'm really bummed we uh, haven't gotten anything new. <laughs> well, didn't you post something not too too awful long ago? Uh, we had a couple of Ronda Rousey nudes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Eric Bischoff is not happy with Bret Hart over a claim that he made about him a few years ago on the WWE Network series The Monday Night Wars. On Thursday, a clip from the series on boxing legend Mike Tyson's involvement in the Monday Night War in 1998 appeared on the WWE Network's Twitter feed. Hart is shown saying that when he was in WCW, Bischoff rejected his idea of bringing Tyson to the organization. Hart said, word had just come out that Mike Tyson was doing something with Vince. I remember Eric telling me Mike Tyson had called him first, and he kind of blew him off and said, we don't need Mike Tyson. 
I remember listening to that and thinking, Steve Austin and Vince, oh, and Mike Tyson, these guys are going to kick the hell out of WCW. Bischoff, who the WWE Network tagged in the tweet, responded by tweeting, quote, this is absolute nonsense. Bret Hart is full of shit. <laughs> uh, Bischoff then said that Hart needs a dementia check in response to a fan. Um, fair or foul to Classy. suggest Bret Hart needs a dementia check given his, his stroke and concussion issues. Go figure. People hate Bret Hart. The question was fair or foul, guys. Come on. I give it a four. Four, four out of ten. ten. Uh, I gave it a uh, five out of ten wood bang. <laughs> <laughs> F. Mary Kill. Bret Hart. Eric Bischoff. No. Uh, <laughs> this is what I know is going to make you both very happy, and that's why I included it. Eva Marie announced this week on social media that she is no longer with the WWE. Yeah. Saying, quote, today is a bittersweet day as WWE and I have agreed to part ways. It has been an not incredible four years. No, it's and not. I am truly grateful to Vince, Paul, Stephanie, and the entire WWE team. That's not what I that means. You didn't resign. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be where I am today without their continued support. These are such priceless moments from the past few years. Everyone, everything from visiting our troops in Afghanistan to working alongside the Special Olympics. I couldn't even begin to share them all here, but there's no doubt I will carry them with me on this exciting journey ahead. Last but not least, thank you, my fans, for allowing me to live out my dream that I could never have imagined for myself. You are the reason I love to go to work, and that's not changing anytime soon. And finally, the hustle won't stop after shooting back-to-back films. More are coming, and I can't wait to share with you soon. Hashtag love. Hashtag all read everything Hashtag forever. porn. <laughs> Marie's departure from WWE had been expected for several months. It was reported in March that WWE would not be renewing her contract when it expired. After being drafted to SmackDown Live last summer, she debuted a new long entra- introductory entrance while confronting the brand's female talents, reestablishing herself as a heel throughout August, Marie began faking multiple unfortunate events in order to avoid in-ring competition. Her push came to an abrupt halt on August 18th as she was suspended for 30 days for violating the company's wellness policy. Marie was replaced by the returning Nikki Bella at SummerSlam as part of the six-woman tag match and never returned to the division. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to work to go and visit our troops and work with the Special Olympics and be too shitty to ever appear on television in a match. Uh, Smathers says, hashtag, she will be in soft porn next year. And I think you're selling her short. That is Make too it hardcore. There you go, Troy. That Troy is, nailed it. That is too long of a hashtag. <laughs> and I got another article that's going to make Adam very happy on his final night. But you see, do not expect Rey Mysterio to return to the WWE. because after initially showing interest, Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated reported Friday that the WWE passed on signing the legendary luchador because Vince McMahon is not interested in negotiating with Mysterio's representation, specifically Conan. The rift between McMahon and Conan dates back to 1992 when the WWE invested thousands of dollars into the Max Moon character only for Conan to ultimately make the decision to continue main eventing in Mexico. Uh, Conan was recently welcomed backstage at a WWE live event by Chris Jericho, but his appearance did not help mend any of the the issues that exist between himself and management. Mysterio is likely to receive an enticing offer from Global Force Wrestling, and he would instantly become the company's biggest star as well as a fresh face. He could even replace the unpredictable Alberto El Patron on the payroll. A sticking point may be Mysterio's desire to retain control of his booking outside of the company and to dictate his own schedule. 
Did anyone actually ever think that Max Moon would work? Somebody probably. had to. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, you're you're looking at that now from the jaded fans of a smart, but you're talking back then when it was it was. I remember Max Moon being really fucking cool when I was at it. It was young. <laughs> Watching it and the hair coming out and the fireworks shooting out of his hands. I was a Max Moon Mark at the time. It's going to be a jetpack, but obviously it can't be a real jetpack, so it's going to fire confetti and he's going to jump up the stairs. Genius! Whatever. Conan's (laughs) a dick anyway, so... True. Very true. Can't imagine Uh, why Vince wouldn't want to work with him. Did you ever hear the Bruce Pritchard story about Conan? No, no. Moving on. No, no. it's, It's a good story. It's tremendous. Apparently, when uh, WCW was going out of business and, and they were bringing in the radicals and all that stuff was going on, uh, Bruce was still running talent relations for WWE and got, or, or involved in the office or something and got a call. And the call came in and he's like, you know, "This is Bruce. Can I help you?" And he's, yo, yo, this is K Dog. He's like, I, "Who?" He's like, "It's K Dog, man. K Dog." He's like, "All right." He's like, "Well, I was, I'm looking. I'm looking to see if I can. Uh, you guys have anything for me?" And, basically sent him to the operator and told him to hang up on him because he didn't realize that K-Dog was Conan because the guy couldn't be bothered to say, hey, this is fucking Charles, or hey, this is Conan. He decided to talk to a fucking executive of a multi-million dollar company by calling himself K-Dog. And, Red uh, Dog? That's, that's exactly why. The Bog Dog. That's exactly why Conan never returned to WWE. That, what a shame. Yeah. No. I thought the story was interesting. You can all fuck off. <laughs> um, last month at WWE Battleground, the momentous return of the Great Khali allowed WWE champion Jinder Mahal mm. to defeat Randy Orton and survive the first Punjabi prison match in nearly a decade. I don't think that's this what was not... I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> this was not supposed to be a one and done, as WWE had plans on Khali wrestling in a tag team match at SummerSlam. Khali, however, was not medically cleared to take any bumps or wrestle, and WWE officials decided against <laughs> surprise. Using him using him further at this time. Had Kali been cleared to compete at SummerSlam, he would have teamed with Jinder Mahal against Randy Orton and another partner. John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura to earn the opportunity to challenge WWE Champion Mahal was then moved from the SummerSlam card to SmackDown Live last week since the tag match had to be canceled. Following Kali's surprise appearance, he was listed as a current superstar on WWE.com. His profile was then moved to the alumni section and a few days later uh, was moved to the alumni section a few days later, which seems to indicate that the WWE has no plan plans on using him sporadically thank christ so you would not be a fan of a return of the great collie i wasn't a fan of him the first time around i i'd like to have at least seen him take like an rko out of nowhere just some closure to that story because because of, like why put him on the show if you didn't know he was going to be cleared it seems kind of stupid because now orton just looks like an idiot because he's just done getting retribution I would have loved to see him RKO let, his grandma. Letting that one go. There you go. That would have worked, too. Uh, he said he was going to do it. Of, in addition to reports of Enzo Amore being kicked off a tour bus during the WWE's recent European tour, uh, Sports Illustrated reported that there is heat on the 30-year-old for bringing, quote, a series of questionable guests backstage. Like Paige. Some WWE, <laughs> some WWE wrestlers are upset with Amore because his friends broke locker room etiquette by filming video and taking photos of them backstage. They feel Amore should know better. Uh, Sports Illustrated also said that Amore is venturing into the music business, which creates another conflict with WWE and could even land him on the list of future endeavored talent. Oh, he's, uh, Dave he's Meltzer, getting fired. 
Dave Meltzer reported in the latest issue of the Wrestling Observer that Amore got kicked off the tour bus after being overheard talking negatively about the wrestling industry while bragging about how much money he is earning from the WWE. The tour bus incident came up on WWE Network's Bring It to the Table on Monday when JBL said, quote, the odds are completely against Enzo making it in WWE due to his heat with the wrestlers. Corey Graves also said on the show that he personally doesn't like Amore. He said that Amore behaves exactly like his television persona 24 hours a day, and since he sees him day after day, him being loud and bragging about who he's partied with in Los Angeles gets tiring. Graves, however, feels that Amore is valuable to WWE, noting that he is popular with the fans, sells a lot of merchandise, and does quite well in quarter-hour ratings. According to Sports Illustrated, Big Cass often stood up and protected Amore. However, Cass's promo during their breakup angle on Raw, where he expressed his frustration with him, was based on how people in the WWE perceive Amore. Um, do we really think Enzo Amore is long for this company at this point? No. Well, it's, here's the thing, though. You, and to the point the article says, the guy is popular with the fans. And in an era where not many guys make the ratings go up, he seems to be doing that. And he seems to be selling merchandise, and he seems to have crowd support. All things that are in short supply. I don't know what you do with them. As a, Honestly, to me, the best thing they could do at this point, because things aren't working is somehow Enzo gets out of the shark cage and helps Cass win and either becomes Cass's manager or they go on as a heel team at this point because I don't think the singles run is working for either one of them to yeah. be completely honest Smathers says when merch slows down he's gone and we'll see we'll okay. see if they stop um, putting out merch <laughs> Unified GFW Knockouts Champion Sienna took to Twitter on Monday night to call out WWE Superstar Charlotte Flair for gimmick infringement the GFW star posted side-by-side -side comparison photos of Charlotte and herself claiming that Charlotte had stolen her feathery outfits flashy makeup and her usage of the pinkies up hand sign uh, Sienna also wrote I ignored the feathers and the makeup but the pinky really if you need anything else from me let me know um so first off, Sienna, I'm not sure Charlotte even knows who you are. Mm -hmm. um, and I say that because, let's keep in mind, Charlotte was not somebody that humped the indies for years. She basically got the golden ticket right into NXT. Uh, and I don't know that she pays any attention to anything that goes on outside of WWE. That's just a gut instinct. Um, second of all, those outfits were remarkably similar to those worn by China and Melina before you were ever in the business. And uh, third of all, Pinky's Up was going on in a APW way before you ever think. <laughs> my, f my favorite part about Thanks. that is the fact that you went for Melina and China. She's wearing Ric Flair's gear. That's, that's Ric Flair's stuff. That's, that's her gimmick. She stole Ric Flair's gimmick. Like, Ric Flair dressed like a peacock? No, yes. it's an updated. It's a female, <laughs> it's a female version of it. I don't think he has peacock feathers. He had some boas. Yeah, think, you're thinking of Hogan. Hogan had boas. I Flair had the robes. I guarantee you, Ric Flair had a boa. Hold on. I don't remember Ric Flair and a boa. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't remember it. We should ask the kid, the expert on Monday Nitro. He'd probably be able to tell us. Mm -hmm. Adam, I haven't seen a boa yet. I'm only what eight episodes deep. That's, there and, were and definitely robes with feathered collars. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. 
Eight episodes deep and still at less than an hour. Uh, Al Half sent words that former WWE Tough Enough winner Sarah Lee has returned to the ring to train after giving birth to daughter Piper back on May 1st of the year. There you go, fuck Sarah this. is WWE... <laughs> huh? That's not a boa. Look, that's part of his robe. That it looks. That's what it yeah. looks like. All right. He. That's exactly what she's wearing. All right. So Feathery I call it something different. No, but it's not. A, no, the other. Her feathers are all sticking up behind her, like she's the fucking bird, dude. That's not even close to the same thing. Smathers is on our side, Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smathers nailed it. Anyway, uh, where was I? Sarah Lee uh, Piper. Oh, uh, Sarah Lee's WWE release was announced in October of 2016 on the same day that the baby with NXT, that the baby with NXT superstar Wesley Blake was revealed. That's I didn't realize it was on the same day. That's kind of shitty. Uh, Sarah posted a photo to Instagram on Monday of a match that took place nearly one year ago, and noted that she was still wrestling NXT matches because she quote didn't know she was pregnant. Lee is now working with, I believe in wrestling's team, Vision Dojo in Orlando. She will be debuting for the IBIW, which is, sounds like a root beer flavor. Uh, promotion it sounds like is, a disease. When she is ready, but half noted that, quote, with the way she trained yesterday, it shouldn't be too long before the fans get to see her in action. Uh, so, Troy and Adam, I got to ask, are you guys excited for the potential return to wrestling of Sarah Lee? <laughs> no. Keeping in mind that nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. Except WWE. Sean just made that joke in the chat room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot about her. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I liked her on Tough Enough, but uh, that's about it, really. You liked her on Tough Enough? She was fucking awful on that show. She's... I, didn't like, I didn't like a lot about Tough Enough. <laughs> she's She's too mousy to be... Like a, yeah. a, a legitimate threat to anybody. Yeah, she but she, she was looks like a, banging half the locker room. So <laughs> that is true. Well, I I guess it's fucking Russian roulette on what that baby's gonna be. But uh, <laughs> I mean, she looks like a Starbucks barista. So I don't see how she's. <laughs> I don't see how she how she could be taken serious when you put her up against Charlotte. Mm. Oh, God. Well, Charlotte probably doesn't know who she is either. Um, we've noted that there is speculation on Becky Lynch possibly facing UFC women's featherweight champion Chris Cyborg at SummerSlam uh, after recent back and forth between the two on social media, which included a tweet from Cyborg to Triple H on the same weekend she won her, her title at UFC 214. The drama between the two continues with new tweets this week, with Chris Cyborg tweeting, Hmm, SummerSlam, at Triple H, you can't hide, at Becky Lynch, WWE, forever. And Becky Lynch responding with, Pipe down, nobody's hiding nothing, I'll be there, can't say the same for you. Mm. Uh, Troy, yes. any chance this match happens at SummerSlam? No. Me neither, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't necessarily rule out the idea of it happening somewhere down the road. I know Cyborg is not happy with the UFC and the way she's been utilized since she signed there. Um, so I could see her taking a quick one-off payday with WWE when that contract's up. Uh, problem is, I mean, SummerSlam's a week away. Uh, she would have had to have been training for an extended period of time to be able to pull off a credible match at this point. Though, to be fair, there is no spot right now for Becky Lynch. So maybe she, uh, maybe they're keeping something warm for her. I don't know. The the problem is is that Dana White is smart enough to realize that he's made a lot of these you know booking decisions because these are long these are long term things for UFC you know that's why why we learn about matches that are going to happen you know months in advance 
he's not going to have one of his um, higher-end women go on a show where she could potentially get her arm fucking broken by ba- by Becky. It's really mm. good when you make her sound like a prostitute. I, I try. He's well, yeah, but here's the thing. If if she's planning on leaving UFC and Dana White has that inclination and you can make a percentage of a payday by allowing her to compete on that show, you do. Second off, you're going to want Vince to allow Brock Lesnar out of his deal to yeah. go fight John Jones at some point. There's got to be some quid pro quo there. It's yeah. almost like we talked about this last week. Yeah. See, the, yeah, but the this, other I'm, issue. Now I'm talking to somebody that actually understands MMA and knows the people I'm talking about, Adam. Yeah. The other issue is... <laughs> The the other issue is, Cyborg has not taken a bump. She has not run the ropes. She has not done a single thing to learn how to be a wrestler. And you cannot just run in there within two weeks and put on a good match. Stephen so, Mel did. It's not happening. No, he didn't. Stephen Mel trained for months. <laughs> how do you know Chris Cyborg hasn't been training now? That's the thing. None of us know. She could have been training this whole time, and we just don't know about it. I think somebody right? would, have, would have figured it up by now. We know uh, Ronda Rousey's training. Yes, uh, that came up after I wrote this, but she uh, started training with the Brian Kendrick this week, or she's going to next week, I believe, something like that. I thought it was the brain. Okay. No. Bobby oh, the brain? The Brian Kendrick. <laughs> the Brian Kendrick. Um, now, la- is, is, is okay. he actually a robot? Who? Who? This, this cyborg fella? <laughs> First, it's a woman. Uh, second, no, because a cyborg is not a robot. A cyborg is a human with cybernetic enhancements, some oh. parts. An android. So she's related to. So she's related to Cesaro. Yes, an an android would be okay. a, an artificial human, but a cyborg is one that that is originally human. Is better than a ryborg. Hey, oh, there's a lot of things better than a ryborg. Uh, Smathers on the side says WWE dug drug tests. Cyborg has no chance. And no, they do not drug test part-timers, as nope. we learned with Brock Lesnar last year. <laughs> uh, and nope. followed that up by saying Cyborg had a fight a month ago. Didn't she know it was about two weeks ago? And it was against uh, Tanya Evinger, who looked like a goddamn soccer mom who had no business being in the, in the octagon with uh, Cyborg in that fight. Uh, she did take a hell of a beating, though. i got to give her credit on that one. Um, we noted last week that there have been talks of doing another superstar shakeup after the WWE SummerSlam pay-per-view. PWI Insider notes that the idea is to do two shakeups per year instead of just one major WWE draft. WWE had previously held a roster shakeup in April after WrestleMania 33 and could be looking to make it uh, an annual thing after each of the two major pay-per-views. I really prefer the lottery. Oh, yeah, I mean, the shakeup could be good if it was done better. It was really kind of done haphazardly and really poorly this time around. I think Almost like they didn't know what they were doing. Hmm. They hadn't had any plan going into it. Almost as though AJ Styles thought he was going to Raw and bought yeah, all almost. new red gear and made red <laughs> t-shirts. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so... Um, we talked about this last week, Troy, but the, some of the speculation has included that this superstar shakeup would include sending some talents back down to NXT where they can kind of be top of the card in NXT rather than sort of floundering around on the main roster. Um, what would be your thoughts on something like that? Uh, make NXT a two-hour show, give them a mid-card belt, and make it a third brand. And then well, you I can mean, move a bunch of those brand. guys over there. Yeah, but make it like a legit third brand. 
Because right now, it, yes, it's a third brand, but it's it's still looked at as developmental. Whereas you could be more, it could still be developmental, but you can turn around and be like, yeah, we're a, we're a two-hour show. We've got these different title belts, stuff like that. We've got all these different people. Yeah, I think if you do that, then you're fine. Um, I have no problem if you're going to turn around and you know and like send Kurt Hawkins down or something like that to be a jobber. My problem is, is if you're going to send a guy like, um, you know, like Tyler Breeze or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Dillinger would be at the top of the list, I'd imagine. But he just came up. <laughs> I know, but they've already got nothing for him. And he's he's, he's yeah. floundering in tag matches against makeshift tag team matches against the Usos at this point. Yeah. And I I agree with some others on the side there. NXT is where Enzo should go, um, because not I think only two hundred five live, two hundred five live doesn't solve the, his backstage issues. Or should I say two hundred five still with Ruff. <laughs> Yes. Now, if I, I think if you send him back down to NXT when you've got different guys down there who can kind of rein him in again, because you know he was fine when he was down there because he had different guys. You know, I mean Dusty isn't live anymore, but uh, you know William Regal can keep in line stuff like that. I think right now he's got a little too much freedom and maybe he's got a little bit too much of a big, so, big head to himself. So William Regal's going to keep him in line, and Triple H and Vince can't. Uh, I think he can hide a little bit more on the main roster. Uh, I don't think you can hide as much in the performance center. Now, we know that Enzo is close backstage with Kevin Owens, and it seems like a lot of this problem started nearly, in terms of at least us hearing about it, started after Kevin Owens got moved to SmackDown. and was. I, I sort of wonder if maybe Kevin Owens was the guy going, hey, uh, shut your fucking mouth, dude. Keep, you know, keep your shit together. I would assume uh, be, so. Being a well-traveled veteran, you know, Cass is not necessarily like that. Uh, doesn't have that pedigree on the indies that Kevin Owens has. So I, I'm wondering if maybe that had something to do with it. Probably. And, you know, you look at it as well. I mean, I think that's why Sami Zayn went over to SmackDown with, not with Kevin because most people can't stand Sami Zayn either. So <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think he probably is a lot of, you know, kind of kind of intermediate between people and things well, like that and can rein people in. And uh, Sammy was on the Sam Roberts podcast last week. and I, it, Sort of an interesting conversation because at one point they were talking about this character that they've sort of given him and he said listen yes it's based a lot on me and how I am and I have a very stream of consciousness kind of thing I do when I talk and I get excited about things and he's like but the thing is is you can present it in a way where it's endearing rather than presenting it in a way when it's where it's annoying and I thought that was actually a good point that I hadn't even thought about that it, they're intentionally booking him you could take that same gimmick and make it something that gets him over, and instead they're using it as a way to bury him. He said mm-hmm. something as simple as a guy being like, you know, hey, you know, agreeing with me when I go on one of those rants rather than rolling his eyes. Or it, or disappearing. Yeah, can make all the difference in the world. Sure. And uh, I believe Troy has some news, too, he'd like to add at the end of the news section here. Oh, yeah, I do. Um <laughs> So a month ago, Kathy Kelly uh, debuted a new U- uh, YouTube show called NXT Insider. Uh, it just speaking got of Insider, Finn Balor is. Yeah, uh, it just got <laughs> it. It just got canceled. It's gone. <laughs> so, um, but uh, we do have a, another announced match for uh, Takeover Brooklyn Three. It is Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas. So yeah, it's, yeah, we've known about that for a while. Oh. I, I just got the notes that it was gone. It so. just went live tonight, but they announced it at the taping, so it kind of uh, made its way around the internet. Oh, okay. Okay, well... Some of us don't read spoilers. Well, see, there you go. 
And and wasn't there something to do with a certain club you wanted to mention too, Troy? Oh, um, <laughs> hold on, hold on a second, hold on. We touched about it briefly a few hold minutes on. ago. Hold on. Uh, holding. CM Punk Watch 2017, <laughs> the Bullet Club have been putting out a couple of pictures mocking up what CM Punk's shirts would look like if he joined the Bullet Club. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. He's a quitter. He quits. He's not coming back. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's going to do it for this edition of the news, which leads us to our next segment, a very sad segment for the rundown. (laughs) As a... Troy and I will take a step back and allow the originator of the rundown, the founding father, if you will, Adam, to say his goodbye to the show he created. Adam, the floor is yours. Can I? (laughs) This is when I get to play the voicemails of the people saying nice things about me, except there's only three, but I'll take it. <laughs> the sappy piano music is a nice. Do you, do you want to start with the voicemails and then and then do your spiel? Sure, that was, that's okay. what I was gonna do. All right, I'll turn set, turn off. Okay, the turn off the music. sappy piano. Music. <laughs> Hello, Adam. It's your grandmother dear. Such a nice young man, Adam. I received a telegraph last week informing me that this may very well be. The last time that you broadcast your computed radio show, so I had to call in to provide my well wishes. Also, now that you have more free time, perhaps you can come visit. It's been so long. The local newsboy informs me that you've been doing these shenanigans for six years now. Six whole years. That's a long time for you, but really, that's just a drop in the bucket for me. Heck, when I was your age, we were fighting the Krauts for six years. But clearly, you've also been productive over that time by speaking queef jokes into a microphone. Your grandfather would have been so proud. But anyway, I just called to say, congrats! She should probably invest in a low-flow toilet. That was a very loud one. <laughs> also, I'm glad she got over the cold she had. <laughs> Thank you, Grandma. Hold on, hold on. Before you go to the next okay, one, hang on. stop it. Stop it for a second. There we go. Before you leave. That one made me cry a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Before you leave, can we officially confirm, with this extra free time, you will go visit your grandma? Oh, no. She's so far away. Dude, you said she's like two blocks away. I know, but there's such traffic. Two fucking... You could walk. I, I, I don't know. This is why people hate you. Hello. This is 1996 Mankind calling into the rundown. <sighs> Wish Adam a fond farewell. Personally... I've never listened to the show, but my pet rat, George, 
was quite insistent that I call in to say goodbye. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go tear out large clumps of my own hair. What the? What the? What the? Have a nice day. Was he using Have a Nice Day in 1996? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But, yeah. He was one of the the most annoying characters on one of the first uh, WB games because every time you hit him, he squealed like a pig. (laughs) Uh, Smathers on the side, real quick, says, uh, I was was thinking about a voicemail, but the last time I was here, Adam made another child molester joke. (laughs) Adam will be making Asian snuff films with his free time. So apparently Smathers didn't take too kindly <laughs> and is not sad is not sad to see you go, Adam. Well, well you know, at least at least this time he didn't say that you hated Asians because you have to actually fuck them before you kill them to make it a snuff film. So is it, is that the case? I, I thought snuff mill you just videotape yourself killing someone. I don't know. Let me look into it. Right. <laughs> Next time on the rundown, Go- Google how to make a snuff film and let us know. <laughs> One more. Hey, boys. It's Chef from the Sports Den. I uh, just Chef. wanted to call in this week and wish Adam good luck in whatever his next venture is. Um, I don't know if he'll be back on the show, but if he doesn't, just wanted to wish him luck. Thanks for having me on when you did, and uh, I look forward to talking to you guys again. Take care. Well, thank you, Chef. Well, now that uh, now that you're gone, he might actually come back <laughs> again. So. See, you yelled at me for calling you kind of a dick in the Facebook message, and yet I've been reading your your lower third this entire show. <laughs> what, what? For those What's of you wrong? listening at home, it says, they're keeping the good one. Uh, <laughs> or sorry, the good one is staying. <laughs> How do you know that is in any way related to you? <laughs> I, I think, see, if you feel like that's related to you, I think that says more about you than it does about me. That could be about anything. We, we've established like that some, I have no self-esteem. So. Yeah. Sounds like you got some issues there, bro. <laughs> yeah. I think you may, perhaps in your spare time you should talk to somebody or fucking get a hug or something. I don't know. <laughs> talk, to that guy had... that, uh, talk to the guy that helped out Team Hell No. There you go. go. Call Dr. Shelby. Yeah. Oh, I got a free, uh, I got a free weeknight now, so. Um, yeah, uh, six years. It was actually, I got the notification in my email this, uh, this week that six years ago we put the show up on Potomatic, uh, after doing it for about half a year before that. So we started in February of 2011 with the thought of, hey, we talk about this shit anyways. Maybe other people want to listen. Uh, like I said in the, in the Facebook post, this this show has created friendships. It's destroyed friendships. It's uh, done all kinds of things except make me money, but that's okay because I had a blast. Uh, I just need to step away for a while, for a month. And... <laughs> you know, I might be back. I might not. Nitromania will continue. Uh, the network will continue. Everything was, hey, maybe making the grade will come back. We'll see what happens. But uh, I do. Uh, I said it in the Facebook post. I'll say it here. I want to thank everyone who has been even slightly involved in this show for the past uh, for the past six and a half years. Uh, even uh, even Malcolm and Frodo as a name you haven't heard on the show in a while. I understand that. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's when, what, what about Josh? It's no, fuck Josh. <laughs> 
That's that fucker we... said I was monotone. I'm not fucking monotone. He's the guy that everyone fucking voted off the show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should just go kill yourself. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of, hey, I didn't, I didn't know you had dogs. What? Are, are they in the enclosed <laughs> pool area? <laughs> I mean, I mean that's the text I just got from you. Uh, <laughs> have magic fingers. Um, yes, but everyone who's ever been in the chat room, everybody, who, any, anyone who's ever commented on the the YouTube pages, or anybody who back in the way beginning before we discovered what Podomatic was, was on the list to receive the send space links to manually download the episode each week. Uh, anyone who has even just remotely been a part of this, I want to say thank you for allowing me to just shoot the shit shoot the shit with my friends for the last six and a half years uh i have faith that the two of you won't destroy the show completely no Uh, that's 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 misguided yeah yeah, you definitely should not have faith i look forward to next week's four and a half hour episode about football (laughs) and the ufc and i mean probably gonna be an episode next week We we haven't locked on any plans. And uh, soon enough, uh, rundown.patomatic.com will just link to the Nitromania podcast. So look forward to that in the future, folks. Um, thank you and good night. I got, I got uh, nothing more. Right, well, before you t- before we sign off, Adam, allow me to say uh, it was a little over a year ago uh, at an APW show that I was telling you about why you were so wrong on shit you were saying <laughs> on the podcast. And uh, you said, listen, motherfucker, if you got a problem, get a headphone set, get headphones and a microphone and fucking come on the show and fucking talk about it. I'm like, all right, sure. And uh, through multiple technical issues and, uh, and all sorts of things, I've had a blast doing this just about every week. I keep coming back. Uh, most of that has been due to just getting to hang out and talk wrestling uh, for a couple hours a week. Yeah. And I uh, feel like a part of a team. And I think I uh, got to introduce to Troy and Raccoon Reigns and Andy and a bunch of other people. And uh, I, I've i enjoyed myself greatly. And that's all due to you. And I do appreciate that. And I thank you for that. Uh, and allow me to say, uh, what kind of an asshole is Sal? 600 fucking episodes with voicemails. <laughs> the last one. Nothing doesn't come on, doesn't leave a voicemail even to say to wish oh, you good luck. I'm going to work late at Target. I, 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 mean, might, I might be able to show up in the middle. That's, uh, i, I got to produce my own podcast. <laughs> sort of just uh, just shitty on his part. And, and Andy, nothing from Andy either, not even a fucking voicemail. Like, I, I feel like you, you can look at the screen and see the people who really care about you, Adam. <laughs> and... And just because, since the day I came on this show, I have promised it. From day fucking one that I was on this show, I feel like this is my last chance. And I I hate to be a liar and not do it. So. (sighs) (laughs) We're going full fucking Monty on this episode of The Rundown. Oh boy, oh, we, lost, we, we lost the few viewers we actually had. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, Jason d- just took his shirt off. Right, he's. I haven't been I wearing pants the whole time. I, so. Yeah, don't need oh, a visual. Drop something back here. Hold don't on. need a visual on that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. <laughs> <sighs> 
Troy has already stated he's not wearing pants this evening. So. Yeah, I mean, I never do, though. Uh, so if, if Jason is done... Uh, <clears throat> meat on the table, yeah, that's what you are. Join me in telling Adam au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. I want to thank you for renewing my passion for this fucked up, stupid uh, business that we have. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, for giving me a chance to come on here for, for inspiring me to start my own podcast, which I also do not get paid for. <laughs> um, which, which, uh, you know, in a in about a month, we'll be coming back right around uh, Halloween time with some more shit. Uh, and you know, um, I'll see you in a month because I don't think <laughs> that you can stay away that long. Uh, but I, I hope, I hope that the time off will give you get you rejuvenated. It helped me, um, although I don't sleep anymore because I have a child. <laughs> um, so hey, don't, uh, don't, don't make any more kids. It's <laughs> that's the plan it's, that's a bad plan yeah uh but yeah thank you thank you so much and uh you know we're gonna we're gonna do the best we can to to continue the show and uh, and keep it warm for you until you get back <laughs> yes folks. and tr- truth be told as as you leave and we make the show way more awesome and we make it so that you desperately want a piece of what we're putting together mm-hmm. uh the, the audio gold we're throwing in people's ear holes every single week that's right um we may consider letting you back at some point. <laughs> Maybe. It's not a guarantee. All right. It's, uh, no, not at all. But yes, folks, it is true. You have me to blame for the Slasher Sanitarium. You have me to blame for Shadow Bay. Basically, the entire, the entire questionable Endeavor network is my fault. So They definitely have you to blame for the sit-down because... I will gladly take If you hadn't completely bombed that first interview oh, at Avery... absolutely. The sit-down would why do you not think, exist. Why do you think I wanted someone else there? <laughs> <laughs> Although after after I release this next episode, the sit down may not exist yeah. anymore. That's true. Uh, stay tuned for that one, ladies and gentlemen. I had quite the interesting conversation last night. <laughs> but in that same vein, without Troy, there would be no rundown right now. So I I, I thank you for that. Yeah. I do what I can. <laughs> so. Co-masturbation going on. All right. I'm not sure what's going on over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And I guess we should take this opportunity to announce that uh, Troy and I have decided that uh, because Adam sort of unilaterally decided we were going to move the show, uh, for our convenience, Troy and I have decided we were actually moving back to Thursday nights. It just works out better for both of us. Uh, so and better for the sit down as as Tuesday and Thursday are often training nights and hard to get some of these guys on the show those nights. So Wednesday nights are no more. We will be back next week to Thursday nights live on YouTube. Yes, as as Kogo Sean says on the side, the Raw Attitude podcast mm-hmm. is my fault as well, and I will gladly take credit for all of these things. Uh, uh, and because that's what I do. To Mike Smathers. No range. Honestly, I'll fucking show you my range. You're you're fixing to get this two-inch dick down your throat. <laughs> All right. So with that, <laughs> with that, that does it for the rundown. And for the record, that's the new Jacob. Good night. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> for Wednesday, August 9th, two thousand seventeen. Four hundred ninety-five days since Oscar won the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, how many days since your first episode of the rundown? That would have been a good number to come up with. Mm. 
quick. Somebody go to somebody Google how many days since February eleventh, two thousand eleven. I think it was the eleventh. It might have been the ninth. I'm not sure. Um, for a free audiobook and a thirty day free trial, go to audibletrial.com slash rundown. Uh, let's pimp some shows. Troy, you got some. Was that date again? Wow. Smathers that- with the dick comment of the night. Look at that. All right. <laughs> Man. Quick, Adam, make a child molester joke. <laughs> oh. uh, that would be oh. 2,371 days since February 11, 2011. If that was the date that we started, I'm not sure. But it was, it was <laughs> definitely February. Well, I know that much. Well, about about 2,000 days. Uh, Coco Sean says 2,371 is the amount of days. Yeah, fuck you. I beat you to it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's also so. the number of days that uh, Smather's girlfriend's been alive. So, <laughs> oh! shots nice. fired on his way out the door. Nice. <laughs> That's what you get, bitch. Gonna mention Google Plus one more time, <sighs> only to piss off Jason. Oh, that's right. You you never sent us uh, us your actual plugs, so I guess we can just delete that file and uh, make our own ending of the show from now on. <laughs> Sweet. There you go. I wrote stuff in the uh, in the the Google the Google thing. Yeah, but you didn't write your normal stuff like visit uh, audibletrial.com dot com slash rundown podcast and get <laughs> a free audiobook <laughs> with I'll your purchase of snuff film. <laughs> Uh, do you just shut up and talk about Bruce City Wrestling? There's something before mine. Nope. Yeah. UFO <sighs> Wrestling is before mine. Well, in the list, but date-wise. Oh. oh that's okay. first. BCW Summer Sizzle is August 18th at the Columbus Club in West Allis. Head to Bruce City Wrestling. I feel like it was just a show called Summer ticket. Sizzle. What? I feel like there was just a show called Summer Sizzle. Okay. Like like last Saturday in Clinton, Mass. Oh, well, guess and, what? Yeah. And, J- and Jason was there. Everyone borrows yeah. from everyone else. Anyways, <laughs> go to BruceCityWrestling1.com to save some money on tickets or get them at the door. There'll be tickets available. Sierra will take on Evil Deaths again, but this time special referee Frankie DeFalco will be there. Is that like Seth yeah. Rollins borrowed from Kenny Omega? Yes. The Heathens, uh, the Beer City Bruiser and Tokyo Monster Kahagas take on Max Holiday and Rust. Whatever, Kahangas take on Max Holiday and Rust Jones, and at a rematch from from May's BCW Retribution, AIWF Women's Champion Stacy Shadows takes on Lena De Oro. The card is still subject to change, and more more matches will be added. But uh, next week, uh, should, hopefully they'll update it enough that I can get a couple more on there. But yeah, head on over to BruceCityWrestling1.com to get more information on that. Uh, UFO Wrestling returns with Big Bang 2017 to the Malden Irish American Club on Wednesday night, August 23rd. Uh, doors will open at 7 p.m. for a special meet and greet. Tickets are $12 for general admission. Reserved front row seats are available on advanced purchases only all other seats are first come first serve and this card is pretty good UFO heavyweight wrestling championship going to be defended as the kingpin Brian Malonis 
looks to make it 45 years with that belt when he <laughs> takes on the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson. UFO tag team titles on the line as Bo Douglas and Josh Briggs defend against the cool people. Teddy Goods is going to take on Ilya Markopoulos and one I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, the selfie-made man Vern Vicala going to take on Impact Wrestling star Robbie E. Uh, in an intergender match, we're going to have Davey Ann taking on Josh Briggs, who was pulling double duty that night. We're also going to have on the card Furio Falcone, Aaron Amadeus, Benny Jux, and much, much more. So once again, go to UFO Wrestling on Facebook for more information. And then, the following Saturday, at the Salisbury Boys and Girls Club... Atlantic Pro Wrestling returns to action. We're still waiting on confirmation of a card at the moment. We don't have the final paperwork done, but I can give you some interesting news as making her return to Atlantic Pro Wrestling. Former APW Women's Champion, Mistress Belmont, will be in the house. And I am very pleased, very proud to welcome her back to the APW family. We have missed her, and we're going to be very happy to have her back. We're also going to have the juggernaut John Poe, the New England champion Xavier Bell in the house, the unequaled one Todd Sopel, the Hampton Beach bad boy Hunter Ward, the dynasty Bo Douglas makes his APW return. He's just making returns and appearances everywhere yeah. these days. He has been an uh, APW so, for a while. Yeah, so we have a stacked car. We're looking forward, of course. Joe Moakley going to be there. Uh, so per- performing some nefarious means or something <laughs> along those lines. And uh, so that's going to do it for this edition of the rundown. <laughs> we could have yeah. just showed up. I know. I like that I can hear Jason talking. Yeah, I don't oh, think nice. your headphones are plugged in, Sal. They're plugged in. <laughs> I don't think so. Turn off the YouTube page. Oh, the YouTube page is on. Sorry. <laughs> What's that Honest rundown? to God. Honest to God. <laughs> Hey, I said I was going to make it late. You guys usually go to midnight, so I figured you'd still be talking about SummerSlam or something. We're not going to midnight. <clears throat> Wasn't it just like 9 o'clock, 10 minutes ago? Yeah, probably. Uh, Liberty States Wrestling presents Heard You Missed Us. We're back. Our season premiere live from the John McCarthy Elementary School in PB Mass on Saturday night, September 9th. So far, we have Christian Casanova defending his Liberty States Heavyweight Championship against Dynamite Danny Miles. And Todd Sopel defending the No Limits Championship. Oh, yeah! Don't, don't, no, don't talk about that. Hmm, Card subject to change. What just happened? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what just happened. You have not been on Facebook the last day, apparently. Mm -hmm. Apparently not. Uh, Also, apparently, Josh Briggs versus Xavier Bell. Uh, Something's happening. No, no, Todd Sopel's going to be on the show. I'll probably have to edit. Uh huh. Uh, Elkmania presents Elkmania 5, Saturday, September 23rd at the Beverly Salem Elks Lodge in Beverly, Mass. Jason's not going to yell at me. Uh, what was that? Elkmania. What? Fuck you. And Lucky Pro Wrestling <laughs> you mean presents Elks on fire. Right. That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> hey, who won the trivia game? Nobody. Jason wanted a tiebreaker. Jason. Uh, Jason. Oh my god. Hey, but it was it was a tiebreaker <laughs> at least this time, and not like That's a zero to zero tiebreaker. On the plus side, the title is out of abeyance, and it's not going to end up in Adam's, <laughs> Adam's refrigerator. Damn it! I was hoping he was going to do the <laughs> and then just run away with it. 
All right. All right. Uh, Lucky Bro Wrestling presents Fall Frenzy on Saturday, October 14th. Get Lucky! Clinton, Massachusetts. Uh, already announced uh, the, the LPW tag team titles will be on the line in a last team standing match. The Aristocrats defending against the Heavy Hitters. If the Heavy Hitters do not win that contest, they will never get another shot at the LPW Tag Team Championships. Uh, and also the return of fan favorite, the Halloween Battle Royal. So be on the lookout for that for Saturday, October 14th yeah, in and, Clinton, Massachusetts. And just as a reminder to the good folks at Elk Mania, Lucky Pro Wrestling, and Liberty States, with Adam leaving the show, you're going to have to book me if you want your plugs to continue to appear on the rundown. Well, that's a douche move. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> I'm a douche. <laughs> Remember, I'm I'm sort of a dick. Remember, sort of sort of a dick. Oh, he's still not letting that one go, is he? Uh, follow us on Twitter. I at never Rundown let my Podcast. dick go, Sal. Got it. Send an email to rundownwrestling at gmail dot com. Leave a voicemail on the hotline six one seven eight six three six nine six seven. That's sixty one rundown seven. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash archive, uh, slash rundown po- wrestling. Watch archived episodes at youtube.com slash rundown podcast. Circle me on Google plus at google.com slash plus Adam rundown host. Is the voicemail still going to be a thing? Going depends. forward. <laughs> we, we only one way for you to yet. find out, so. We haven't even picked our new theme song yet, but that shit is definitely changing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so tune in next week as we debut a new theme song on the Also, Monday. is it is it next week? Because, uh, Troy, I thought you said you were off to the end of the Jesus month. Jesus Christ, Sal, if you would pay attention to the show, instead of just showing up at the fucking last five minutes, you hey, would know everything that's I going on. I showed up. Yes, right? there's a goddamn show next week. We're moving back to Thursday. There's a new theme song. Adam's fucking leaving. We've I already said our that, goodbyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But Troy had said he was off until the end of the month. It's you cold, haven't even said cold. goodbye to the guy. <laughs> Adam, it's, you're going to be missed. Sorely missed. It. That was it? You fucking came on for that? No sappy, <laughs> no, no tears, no nothing? No, no, I, me- I messaged him privately. He knows how I feel. <laughs> came on the show to go, peace. Well, I'd love fucking to talk dog. about wrestling, but you're all done talking about wrestling, so. Well, that's because <laughs> we were here when the fucking show hours. started, pal. Such anger. Right? <laughs> Never come to make a donation of the monetary variety, go to paypal.me slash rundownwrestling. Like that was going to happen uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, check out all the shows on the Questionable Endeavor Network at questandnetwork.com. Isn't Taz <laughs> supposed to be the angry one? <laughs> <laughs> go to questandnetwork.com slash discord to check out the discord channel. Check out our friends Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett on the wrestling podcast about nothing at facebook.com slash the WPAN. Uh, search for us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, or Podomatic under the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. If you subscribe, you get the podcast over to you absolutely free each and every week. Zero dollars, zero cents. Plus, our extra shows, you get the sit-down. You get the Nitromania. Eventually, NXT Revisited will come back. Wait, Someday, there'll be something called Glow Stick. You don't know. Could be anything. You get, you know. you get the sit-down for as long as I'm allowed to have it on there. <laughs> Give it a week. Here's <laughs> Toyo. Uh, <laughs> if uh, if you cannot afford a monetary donation, leave a five star review on iTunes because that helps other people find us. If you leave a text review, they might read your name in your review on the end of a f- at the end of a future episode. By the way, I'm <laughs> never I'm I'm never reading this whole thing that you're doing. Right now. <laughs> that's, that's never going to happen. Yeah, the show closes are going to be a lot faster going forward. I figured as much. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, for the last six and a half years. Thanks to everyone in the chat room. We got Sean, we got uh, Lisa, we got Smathers, 
We got oh Troy's in there. Uh, <laughs> oh Smathers says Sal Adam will send you a self-shot Asian snuff film as a goodbye. Ah, how nice! Do all the listeners get that? Dude, seriously, think about this, right? You had to like you have to now go through and export fucking audio for this like thirty seconds you've been on the fucking show. <laughs> I like, know you just created a lot of work for very little return. I'm just saying. Eh, what are you gonna do? Also, you could come on and go later. Exactly. Cool. See ya. <laughs> Thank thanks you. for thanks for having me on like three and a half times. <laughs> it's, well, it's it was like four. All right, so there. I call I call this a halftime. No, no, no. Four before this one. Oh, no. So this four is and a half this time. is at best a quarter. I was gonna say this is like a third. <laughs> not four even. And, so four and a tenth time. Gotcha. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Adam. All joking aside, we're going to miss you until you decide you want to come back in a week because we're destroying your show and your legacy. <laughs> Thank you, Troy. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you were just going to shrug. <laughs> it was going to be really anticlimactic. This is a preview of um, the new rundown. It's going to be yeah. a very short show. <laughs> it's, no, it's going to be an hour and a half of us going, mm. yeah. Mm. 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 Shrug. That uh, does it for the rundown. Thanks, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> J- Jacob, good night and good luck. Fun dog, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Take care, bulbous yeah. pieces. We can assure you of one thing going forward, folks. This is the last time you will hear a Jacob good night and good luck on this show. It's the last time you hear a reference to Google+. Plus. No, because once up. he comes back and, take, and tries to get back on our show... We're not letting them fucking do that shit anymore. Um, <laughs> I got to get the classics. Oh, we're in. changing all the fucking passwords tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. I still need to post shit. I was going to say, you do know there's still Nitromania, right? You he can, can still send say it to Jake Troy. Troy post like I'll, I'll post that. You can go ahead and send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could probably uh, send it to me in an email because it's like 2.5 megabytes. So, you know. <laughs> Actually, just for the record, we're we're you don't have to be on the show anymore, but we're still sending you the shit to edit every Wednesday night. Every yeah. Wednesday night. So. Right. Guess guess who got a new title? <laughs> it's never going up. It's a promotion. You're, you're now <laughs> thanks to Ray Williams for the logo. Senior editor of the podcast. Senior editor. And thanks <laughs> to I Fight Dragons at I Fight Dragons for dot com for apparently the last time for the theme song. Yeah, fuck you, I Fight Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, stealing your shit from Game of Thrones. Hey, is he co-ghost Adam going forward? Ooh, no. Only if we kill him. Who's got the camera? I'm assuming that's how he's leaving. That's what I showed up for, man. Public burning at the stake. As always, after the show, it's the after party, and after the party, it's Adam's dead body. (laughs) (laughs) And Jacob, good night and good luck. Bree, Zong, go fuck yourself. Which one of us is that directed at, just out of curiosity? Gee, I wonder. Probably. Yeah, probably you. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say me. <laughs> now, you weren't on you here long enough. For... You're so <laughs> unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that shit won't fly in the new regime. Under, next episode, under new management. Under new management, under construction. <laughs> <laughs> Sean. Oh, like- logo Sean on the side says, "Wait, don't end yet." Raccoon Reigns may join for twenty-five seconds, <laughs> just so, just to complicate the audio <laughs> processing later. 
just to make it hard on Adam. <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. One last time. For the final time. Wait, so it wouldn't be the first time that Raccoon Reigns has made it hard on you? Ooh. And it won't be the last. You made it hard on your suit, I saw that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did you ever get that suit back? Thankfully, I did. I did. Yeah, no, why don't you thank the good folks who got you your suit back? There was Adam. extensive dry cleaning. Yeah. I thought that suit was gone, gone. <clears throat> so did Adam. Yeah. He was so traumatized about it, he decided to leave his own show. Are we still recording? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you fuckers won't shut up for the final time. Take care, Boldy Faces. See you next Thursday! Boop, 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 boop. Coming soon, sports ball. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast was created, produced, hosted, and barely edited by me, Adam Salzer. And this week featured Jason Stewart, Troy Bozen, and just a skosh of Sal DeCheca. Special thanks to my grandmother, Mankind from 1996, and Chef for their participation as well. We are a proud charter member of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Check out all of our shows, including our other wrestling shows, the Raw Attitude Podcast and the New Blood Rising Podcast, plus articles, Twitch streams, and more at questandnetwork.com. And for the last time, tune in next week. For an all-new episode and an all-new era of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Thank you. <laughs>